um, we're going to do a show. So I will. Gonna, uh, you're going to press the buttons? No. Uh, let's see if it actually worked this time. It's gonna, been a buttons. There are no buttons. Don't exist anymore. Well, it's a lever. That's it's a lever. <laughs> pull, pull the, the lever. lever. It's a rope. It works. It's a rope. It's a weighted. It's like uh, behind, uh, backstage at a middle I like school. Lever. Well, that we do have a lever at school, and we have what you just did—the yeah, the the rope the thing pulley, open the pulleys up the, with the sandbags that come up and down and the curtain. That's what they said. Well, that's what mean break a leg means. You know that? I don't. Welcome to Hollywood Anonymous. I'm Brian Irwin, and I'm John Huck. No, now tell me. Uh, break a leg. It comes from uh, the the pulley system, right? When they would open the curtain, it, they would raise the curtain for the show. And then they would bring the curtain down at the end of the show. Well, they wanted you to bring the curtain up and down so many times, like you had so many encores you went out for because people were clapping so hard that when the thing came down, it broke what they called the legs, uh, which were these pieces of wood that like uh, stopped the curtain kind of from coming all the way to the ground. So it wasn't a human leg. No, 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 it wasn't human okay. legs. Yeah, but so when you say break a leg, it means I hope the curtain goes up and down so many times that people love the show. That's they, what it means. And they clap. And you they know. Go crazy. On a side note, I actually found out um, in my kid at the end of the year, um, my oldest son was in fifth grade you go in and, and they basically show off all they've learned for the year and on this one wall they <laughs> no had all math these problems yeah, exactly <laughs> absolutely nothing there's sad charlie over in the corner he's an idiot his parents have been informed the uh, no but um they had this one wall where they showed all these sayings and then you could flip it over and you would learn what the actual sayings mean right sayings yeah like, sayings so one of them was pulling you're pulling my leg Oh right! Oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Right. Like, this is cute. We're in we're in grade school. This is the cute little thing, right? Yeah, you turn it over. It's like I turn it over. Jack the Ripper. Well, pretty close. <laughs> so this is actually where the, the the you're pulling my leg came from. Oh god! When they used to hang people, if they didn't die, there was a guy that came over and, and would pull the leg to make sure that the neck broke and they died. Oh, that's. And, I, and I'm reading this in a fifth grader's class. Are you reading out loud? You're like, oh, <laughs> Elliot Tanner, come here. This is smart. Oh, wait. Uh, oh, pull the, oh, snap the neck. Oh, daddy, <laughs> what's that mean? Is this, of all places I could have found that out, I should have found that out from somebody like you or whatever, like in passing. Well, no, I will no. say this. I was at the comedy store last night. Uh, comedy, Central, comedy Central was there. Show, uh, I wasn't room, on a show. Room drop. Was hanging room out drop, in the back of the room. Show drop. Room yeah. drop. Uh-huh. Continue. Comedy Central oh, wait, was recording. Uh, uh, roast battle. Yeah, was recording a roast battle last night. For the show or were they testing it? It's for the show. It's it's like, you know, they're going to. So I, I did see the invite. I didn't go. I didn't know. I didn't get an invite. Even wow, that's nice. So you got no, no. Invite. It's a Facebook. Everyone oh, gets invites. I don't think I got that. But anyway, I was just there hanging out, and I wanted to tell Brian Moses, who was heavily involved, if not the creator of uh, the. Have we ever panel. announced what happened with that? Why don't you go ahead and tell everybody um, a previous host or a uh, previous guest? I'm sorry, Brian Moses is. Well, he's being billed as the referee in all of them, but... Uh, but the point is, yeah, we, and, and our listeners and think, who have heard it know that he created the show at yeah. the Comedy Store. And uh, Comedy Central loved it, and they were they are trying to... They're, they're doing... I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I talked to um, uh, this kid Pete last night. He told because me... Because Brian, that's Brian's assistant, because he no longer has time for you? No, no, no. Oh, I okay, was at the bar just talking to people, and... Uh, and this kid, he was telling me that they're going to do like snippets of each. They're going to do a bunch of them. They just did one in Texas again for South by Southwest. So uh-huh. they're going to edit a few together. And then there's going to be a live uh, event on Comedy Central from Montreal just for laughs, I okay. think is what they're doing. So they're, so these kind of snippets of these people battling, well, then these people, will, it'll bracket out, I think. And then these people will then go against the winners. And then so the winner's a live event. So they're doing yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, the, okay. the, the championship or whatever you want to call it will be a live event. But I went there to tell Brian, good luck. I was like, oh, man, good luck with everything tonight, you know? And I saw him and I go, good luck. He goes, dude, it's break a leg. And he got like really mad. And I was like, you need to calm down. And then I said, good luck again. And then he goes, see, uh, Jay Montapar was there, and he goes, Jay Montapar just said break a leg, and I go, I, 
I don't care. Fuck you guys. <laughs> there are some people, um, actually, at, at this point, it'd be good. Let's bring our, our, our guest in, Eric Edwards. Hello, Eric Edwards. Hi, Eric Edwards, you? everybody. How are you? I'm good. Good. How are you guys? Let's classify you actor, comedian. Do you still do stand-up these days? I mean, uh, I'm, I'm not as much in the scene. I don't mean that in an offensive oh, way. I just, I know, like, you and I only see each other at stores. Exa- so I'm, only eat <laughs> stores in... Uh, like Hobby Lobby and Ralph's? <laughs> yes, yes. No, Target. We, uh, Target. Target, there you go. And uh, Best Buy. I think we did a Best Buy thing, uh, yeah. basically. Uh, yeah, actually, I, uh, uh, I'm not a big Fries guy, I always get oh, really? angry at fries. Why? No customer service whatsoever. Oh, it's a mess I in once there, stood right? around with like, I go, I have seven hundred dollars to spend today. <laughs> and no Will one was- someone fucking help? And no one came to me. <laughs> Not even someone just to steal my seven hundred dollars. I mean, like- literally just to hip check me and take it. Um, uh, yes, actually, I told some jokes yesterday okay. at a right. uh, little uh, place I get up, uh, get in and out called Hallenbeck's. Okay, uh, because as you know, like you. I have. Uh, You're a family. Man I'm a now. family man now, and uh, I am a stay-at-home dad half the time. Which a uh, little advice. Uh, You're a runaway dad. The other half. The other half. No, <laughs> no. I have to. I get. I get uh, time to go work. Ah. Which is actually look. I've is done. It, You're part of the work release program. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. If, yeah, like you could probably contest this. I. I look. I've dug, dug ditches. I've worked phone banks. I've sold siding door to door. Done stand up. Acted. The most nine mind numbing job ever. It's been a state of fucking. T- really? It just takes your goddamn. So- I mean, really? really? They need Why do so I think much- I'd be so good at it? Oh, you think Everybody you are? Thinks oh, that when you but go when in. you're in the fucking zone, dude, it's literally as soon as my wife comes in, it's like, tag, you're in. I, I want to spring. How out. old is he now? He is going to be four. Four, okay, but yeah. So you're still in the... Oh, see, yeah, you're but still he's in got shitloads of, of special needs, so like, so like it's even worse. I mean, like, not worse. It's awesome. But even still, yeah, I but, mean, and, and we, we can cover this in a little yeah, bit, mm-hmm. but but in, 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 as much as you want to share. Yeah, but, oh. but the point is, you're in the trench. Like, I'm outside the trenches now because I have an eight-year-old and a ten-year-old. Yeah. When and you can just say go, and they go and go do something when else. When you can leave a room... Yes. ...without having... Panic attack, anxiety that or they're they are the, hearing crying or screaming. Well, just that, but there's that you leave the room and they're like, Is that a knife that was never there before? And they're like, I could totally use this knife to stab myself in the neck. I remember the first time my kid found a knife and I was like, Where, where? I don't even know where I, I, they, they're. How, You're where? cutting butter with your side of your hand, yeah. and your kids finding uh, knives in yeah, the living it's, room. Yeah, it's it's insane. Oh, but, dude, and my wife, and she's she's awesome, but uh, she's got a lot of danger. She doesn't realize how much dangerous shit she owns that she'll just leave around, and he's starting to like find stuff. Are you on? So you didn't go mouth, on personal. Put yeah. it in the eye. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Put it in the mouth. That's all they do. The Everything they want to taste. Everything first yeah. off. Actually, so he's, he's, pa- luckily, he's past taste. He's, pa- he's past that a little okay. bit, but still though. Did you put the house on lockdown? Are you the Are you the baby gate guy? Are you that? Nah. There's a, every plug is plugged up with a, with a thing. Be, and, get, oh, I mean, okay. you, you know, stopped. he's not, he's not fully walking. I mean, he's he's almost walking independently now. So we're like, eh, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Right, right. But he's getting now at the point where he's definitely. I mean, he's 42 inches tall, so he's really tall. So he can get like a lot of shit. Now right. he's, he's finding this. He loves to go to the stove now. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Uh, and well, not, like, the, not the countertop. Let's no. go where the heat is yeah, and the yeah, fire. No, the countertop, it's, it's cool and, and, and not going to really hurt the hands. He's learning how to no. turn shit. He's learning how to turn stuff. <laughs> well, you got to get the fire going on top of the. Uh, I mean, <laughs> heat it up, baby. Oh. I know we we completely spiraled out of control, but the reason why I brought you in is we were having a conversation about something and then I completely forgot why we were. Why uh, I well, felt... It's funny. I would I wanted to comment earlier when you talked about the, you know, pull my leg. Oh, yeah. And you were complaining about like fifth. What the video games have to be incredibly more traumatic. Way, yeah, yeah. And, you know, but they don't play sane. those. Pull my leg. They're like, yeah, daddy. This is like the game grade. Hangman, where we actually now, hang people. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, I still. Let me. I, got, I come from a warped background. My mom took me at like f- third grade to see Mandingo. 
They are okay in a theater. So okay. I'm a little skewed. So your mom's but, a cinnabuff. Uh, yes, and buff is the key word. <laughs> Ken Norton's fucking buff. That's really traumatic for a third year old kid to see him. You Where know, are you from originally? I am from uh, Kansas, but we grew up all over the place. Okay. You know, okay. this happened to take place in in Georgia. Okay. Uh, when my mom decided to take me to go see Mandingo. Yeah, sure. Why and not, she was to argue know? a very good movie, and I'm like, eh, the acting not so good. I know, you know, Xander, not Xander Berkeley was in it. Uh, oh. um, Zerb, uh, Anthony Zerby was in it. But other than that, uh, Ken Norton, good boxer, not a good actor. <laughs> Are you full of every generation has that, that decision. kind of trivia? Dude, where you're I like, have... Xander Jigaboy. Oh, no, like, why it's, what did what? you just say? No, the only reason why is because I actually, uh, you know, I actually made a list of very uh, obscure, uh, not obscure, but very uh, odd brushes with greatness that I have had. Like, you know, uh, Jeff Goldblum once uh, was responsible for me getting a hand job in 1998. Hey, you Jeff know? Goldblum. Yes, that's a big name. You know, you know, when you say responsible, he Here's gave him he, the hand job. He, <laughs> if you think oh, jerked oh, his dick oh, <laughs> with his hand. Oh, oh, that's good, good, good. <laughs> no, what it was is that I was at, he used to play, uh, he played piano when the bar's up here. And I know him from, he's my acting teacher, so we'd go there. And there was Goldblum this, taught you acting? Yes, yes, he did. Yeah, he's actually, he was a pretty cool teacher. This is Uh, how long ago? 1998. 1998, okay. I mean, he still plays around. Yeah, Whenever I show up, he's really cool, but like, uh, there was a girl that he could tell liked me, and he literally just fucking punched me into her, and just was like, you know, and then, you know. That was it? That was, well. Wait, are you calling accidentally someone hitting them in the hand, touching your penis a hand job? (laughs) (laughs) And then her hand grazed my wiener, and I was like, dude, I got a hand job. I got a hand job. High five from the fly. Uh, No, we went home to my apartment, and then, you know, I did, you know, she then did the hand job. She wouldn't let me go all the way, though. That bummed me out. You know, I have a lot of those stories. Do you want to call her out by name? Do you want to call her up? Yeah, I want to call her up. becomes Howard Stern for no reason. Why didn't you finish the job? I know you got married three weeks I later. I still have blue balls. <laughs> Does anybody remember why you were what you were initially talking about that I wanted to bring you in to actually answer a question to? Or well, or, we were talking about uh, stand up. Oh yeah, but the roast battle. And, do I still do stand up? I guess no, possibly? not that. No, no that. I see. I, I diverted immediately by asking that question, but there was something that you were talking about in, in respect to that night. But I guess it doesn't matter well, anymore. Well, break was, a leg. Break yeah, legs. No, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Oh, he. Oh, so saying so. Some people. That's what I was gonna say. Some people actually don't like it when you say break a leg. I always heard that. A lot of performers like don't it ever de- say that to me. It depends. Which ne- I never understood I that think it was it's good luck. No, honestly, if you go with the with the if you go with uh, um, the folklore, yeah. it's to say good luck is bad luck. Yes. So, oh. break so you leg, say break a leg, leg instead of good luck. Yes. Oh, okay. And then, yeah, but, but also out. there are different mediums where break a leg is not acceptable. Like, like I'm, I, I would I, say what skiing. I don't know. No, no. <laughs> just I mean like I just mean there was like some, somebody's like oh in this fo- art form you don't say break a leg and it's like yeah, that's, what uh, that's okay. a bunch of weird. That's like it's too much. It's just like saying you know Macbeth inside a theater people get all freaked out. And, yeah, but yeah. see I'm not I, I I've try, I'm trying not to be the guy that believes in any of that crap. So me too. It's but like, it's yeah it's like you got to either buy it all. Well, first of all, I'm not one of those believers. Either if you read the good reviews, you got to read the bad ones. I'm like, fuck that. No, I'm a buffet guy. I take what I like. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Ever. Here's the deal. Yeah. If, so you if, like if the Jello with something the green Jello? <laughs> you, you, it's their right to review it. It's your right to be like, I'm going to skip that one. Me too. Do you know yes. what I mean? There's no. I mean, not that I get. No one reviews me. I've never had like. I've had one person review like a couple people. Whatever. They were nice reviews. But if I did get reviewed negatively, I. I I would just be like, okay, that's your opinion, I guess, you know, and I would try to like, Mm -hmm. but it's got to be hard. Like, think about an actor who does, like, they're like, all right, man, I just made this movie. I think it's great. It's going to be great. And everybody, everybody, 
everybody shits on it. Everyone's like, "This is dumb. I hate it. You suck. You're a bad actor." Like Bonfire of the Vanities was that? Was that was, didn't it didn't stop Tom? It was Tom? No, no. Who was in it? Was that Joe Tom versus Hanks? the volcano? Didn't stop Tom Hanks? No, but I was gonna say uh, bon- Tom Hanks. Bruce but people, Willis, uh, it was quite a few people in that one, and it was a huge yeah. bomb, right? It was, but it was for HBO, so it was like actually, it, actually. So no, you mean it was not a theatrical I think, release? No, I think it was made for HBO. Yeah, oh, it was okay. one of those HBO ventures. So how can you can't really bomb on it? Okay, let's go to Ishtar. But, well, but See, like now Ishtar is actually. Really fucking good. Here's it is. the problem. Okay, with that. so what's the story behind no, here's Ishtar? Here's what happened. It's, it's called Because you seem to be it costs so much money. Charter, it's like uh, Freud or whatever. Is it some German word that every, it, it had so much hype that everyone wanted it to fail? It was a box office failure. It did okay. not yeah, do yeah, well. Yeah. But the, the movie itself was not bad. Dude, well, I I laugh. My, there's some scenes in there where I'm like, holy shit, these guys, this is, you know, there's some fucking funny things in there. There's a, <laughs> there's a scene where a girl reveals herself. She's dressed like a. Uh, she's dre- you know dressed uh, you know like a, like a like a boy you know and then she reveals her t- her breasts to uh, to uh, um, Dustin Hoffman. He has I mean it's one he's like oh, oh. he's so it's so aw-. and then there's a scene where buzzers are trying to eat them in the desert and and uh, <laughs> shooting them. It's some funny fucking shit. I've actually never seen the movie, but I, I, I should the watch it. Yeah. But the thing say. is that yeah, people live by the live by the oh that's the worst movie every, ever every, made. And and never. Punch, it was such a punchline. But then I watched it when I was like, and I heard someone goes, "That's like Ishtar." No one really saw it no. that says it's bad. And then I went, and went "You're right. It it doesn't suck." Now I haven't been able to sit through Geely, so I have no idea whether that's good or not. But I wouldn't watch. I mean, here's the thing: does that even fit your personal like? Would that, would that be a movie that you would have watched? I'll tell you anyway? what. No, 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 like, no, no. This no, movie's awesome. If if didn't if J Lo and those guys didn't have a big because remember J Lo just came off of uh, um, uh, the the movie she did with Clooney, uh, Out of Sight. Okay, but see uh, that difference. No, 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 was no, 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 way, no, no. Hold That on, was hold way on. earlier. No, no, but hold on. The director was a guy that did. I want to say uh, Midnight Run. Great movie. Yeah, great Al, movie. Al Pacino was attached to it as well. Not doesn't suck. Okay, what happened? Like I said, I couldn't. I didn't try to watch it, so I can't comment. But I'm like on paper. Al that Pacino was in Geely. Yes, exactly, exactly. You know. I'm like, look at me, wow. I'm like, but see, I, I, I don't know if it's good or bad. I now, no here's idea. the one that everybody shit on, but I actually ended up watching it when I finally had time and didn't think it was that bad. And it turns out it actually was never as bad financially, as everybody said, was Waterworld. Yeah, dude, Waterworld. Waterworld was like... Was it the world's greatest movie? Absolutely not. It also it made bad. its money back, yes. and it's still a and theme. It's part of a, a the, theme park. the Universal Studios theme park. Yeah, I think... They the, wanted it to fail. That what, was one of I the think. funniest lines in Cable Guy is when Jim Carrey is punching the shit out of Matthew Broderick in that big uh, <laughs> that satellite dish, and he's like... <laughs> He, he starts drowning me. He's like, dry land is not a myth. I've seen it. And he goes, I don't know what the fuss was about that movie. I saw it nine times. It ruled. And then he just jacks him in the face again. I was like, okay. Oh, oh, movies. So you were born in Kansas? Yes, I was. Okay. Friend. And how long did you live there before you said you started moving around? Like, uh, what? Well, my dad was in the military. So we, oh, we, okay. like, we were literally right as soon as they could travel. We went, you know, moved around. So you're, then, you don't have many memories of Kansas. Oh, no, I went to junior high and high school there. You want to? We'll, we'll delve into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You okay, wanna, okay. So uh, you start. So you start. But you were born in Kansas, then you left and you went back. Is that what you're saying? Or you stayed through okay, junior high? No. Here's what happened. No, we. Well, my dad was. What did your dad do, military. by the way? Uh, he was a soldier. So, uh, Tra- uh, in the military, in the army, in the Cobra so, Army. army. He was oh, a, Cobra Commander. He was, you know, <laughs> Green Beret. No, uh, he was in. The, uh, he was a, uh, you know, uh, a worker being in the military. Okay. Uh, and uh, then in Georgia, they get divorced. Uh, so my dad gets stationed in Hawaii. Uh, mom starts eating pussy. 
uh, uh, starts uh, dating a lesbian way ahead of her time. Okay, yeah, look good. At that. Yeah, you know, good way for her. starts trendsetter. Yeah, yeah you, you know, I wish uh, I wish the, her lover would have been hotter, but not so much. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't, it's your mom. Though, still, you can't have. She's no, but for him, if he's there and it's yeah, not, it's not you know, blood related, you're looking at this saying, other person. Look, this, this, I mean, she. He's talking not, as a teenager. My my mom's uh, girlfriend hated my fucking. Oh guts. really? Oh, it was okay. Nasty. So then my dad comes in, supposed to uh, visit us for like a week, uh, kidnaps my brother and I. So off to Hawaii. When you say kidnap, you're just kind of abridging this story. Well, no, like that's they... what it's technically called because he didn't have custody. Oh. So he, oh. you know, hop. Mom must not have cared too much because she didn't track him down in Hawaii, which was, you know, he's in the military. Station. Well, you also went to Hawaii, so it doesn't sound that bad of a Did kidnapping. Did not suck so bad. I, I, not no, no, I'm encouraging, jo- kid, I'm not encouraging kidnapping. I'm not uh, encouraging me, me it. Either, oh, but, but I'm encouraging we were, Hawaii over Georgia. Uh, yeah. Well, hold on. That's but what then, I mean. But then we had to go back to Kansas because he was dying of cancer, so we had to go back. So his family took. Yeah. So it's a fun, it's a fun, happy. Yeah. So wait a minute. So your mom. Your mom did not take you back. You went to your dad's side Dad, of the family yeah, in Kansas. Dad's side of family. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Very little fight my and, mom put up. Okay, she'll and, argue to this day, but it was very little fight. Okay, you know. So it sounds like you and, and okay. So then, in, in, we'll fit, let's let's finish the geographical okay, map uh, and then we'll go back to answer. Junior high, high, well, like uh, sixth grade through high school. Uh, two days before I turned eighteen, got in a car, went to University of Arizona. Okay, and, and that's then, where you kind of started living your life on your own. Yeah, and that's oh, where you okay. got that sweatshirt. That's where I yes, that's <laughs> still where has I got it to this day. And I, <laughs> that's the origin story of the sweatshirt <laughs> he's wearing. Sweatshirt. Everybody, and that's why it looks. Uh, you know, it's not artificially tattered. It's real tattered. <laughs> uh, I wore it out. Um, so let's take a step back. Um, you, you say a lot in there, and you, uh, and and you say it in a in a very comedic way. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean, as far as how you explain it, mm-hmm. but it sounds to me like you had a very tough childhood. Would you, when you look back on it, were you were you oh. an angry? Were you angry? Were you sad? Were you, did you have some good moments? Did oh. you hang on to those, or were you overall? Were you just like fuck this world? Like where oh. what where, where was your head at? Are we going to get all like real Howard Stern on this shit? No, right? I mean, uh, no, 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 but no, I'm just curious. We just we just because I also it what we what what I'm curious is to how that molded you into becoming well what you ended up doing, which was acting and Getting all that kind of stuff. So yeah. that's a lot of crap. Like I came, I always, the reason why I find this stuff fascinating, mm-hmm. but not in like, oh my God, bring back your youth and start crying. I, I came from a pretty good household, like a yeah, really no, good no, household. No, I, yeah, 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 yeah. And so good. I always, part of me always feels horrible for people that mm-hmm. go through all this crap because I, I was fortunate. I was yeah. really fortunate mm-hmm. in what I had. Mm-hmm. But I'm also curious how one survives that and how you get through it. Uh, how many, out of curiosity, because I, have the same background as you, Brian. Basically, my parents loved each other and stayed together for forty-two years until my father passed away. <laughs> so, like, but people around me, like, no parents were together. It was yeah. super. I mean, I, I had really good friends who their parents were together, but then like everyone else I went to school with, it felt like everybody was divorced, had stepdads, had stepmoms, lived in apartments, came, went to a house, like, and went back and forth. And I was always like. Man, that seems real shitty. Yeah, like, it seems tough. I never thought like I was never like, oh, lucky them. They get multiple presents. Right, right. Like, yeah, I the, was never yeah, like. Yeah, that's ever a big way. That's ever a big. Uh, I never got that benefit. You yeah, know? except uh, for the very uh, first Christmas, my dad, you know, because he didn't want us to, you know, when he, he had to go back and fight us, you know, get official custody okay. in court. That first Christmas back in Georgia, that was the best he went, Christmas oh, ever. he went. He's like, yeah, I had BB guns, but you know, just tons of shit. I mean, like he was really, you know, putting out the cash. Yeah, yeah. Look. How much I love these kids, Your Honor. <laughs> look, at, no, no. Look how much I love you. Oh, uh, you know, oh. Uh, that was that was his. My mom, mom was always kind of stingy because she grew up in like it, they were very uh, weird group of people. I mean, my mom grew up in like uh, occupied France. Whoa. Um, oh, okay. So your so mom is not from. She's from uh, uh, Paris. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then my dad grew up in like Depression, Kansas. So my mom, uh, very like. Um, 
Uh, like I understand, like you don't understand how things affect you until you're like now looking in. Like uh, I once, I had to help her move, um, and I saw her save a pipe, like it, like a smoking pipe. No, 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 no a pipe, that, a lead like, pipe, a lead that belonged to nothing. And she goes, you don't know when you might need it. Now, okay, see, occupied Paris. That makes sort of sense. Yes. My dad on the reverse was, if it's broken, fuck that. I'll buy a new one. Yeah. Because he it, never yeah. had new shit. Well, he was also a traveler, so he had to travel light, right? There's a mentality that, well, of see, like that's almost. Me, that's with me. I'm, I I I know I have the body of a comic book collector, but I could <laughs> never because we had to always worry Ooh. that there was times where we had to wait outside where the cops took my dad to you know to you know and come back. So I never, I always for the most part kind of traveled light, you know. Wow. But my dad, on the other hand, because he grew up in in in, in uh, the depression, every, they had to fix everything. He swore when he got in the military, Fuck he would, fixing it exactly. Yeah. I will buy fucking new. Yeah, you know, and I'll pay like, cash. I will pay cash. Yeah. I will buy new. The only thing he ever bought new was a car. He also liked like the t- he also that was his spoil. Was his spoil? But he he all, like he had a fifty six Tiber that he kept until I was born. And the reason why he kept he uh, this is the story. My mom my mom sold <laughs> sold it while he was in Vietnam. Oh my god! <laughs> and and not for what it was pr- worth because she hated the fucking car, and my dad literally <laughs> got went back to the post and signed up for another tour <laughs> because he was so mad. He was so mad about the car. About the car being. Wait, this sold. is Vietnam. He was Vietnam. willing to go fight. He would. Well, he was in a ma- well. He was a master. So yeah, he. It's uh, okay, you're, but he still was willing zone. to go to a war zone because he was so angry he was over the loss so of his car. So fucking mad. That's insane. It's, well, now I you're, got the same parents. So your parents. Remember, he chose kidnapping over dealing right. with the legal battle. I mean, they're both pretty fucked up. So your parents. So both your parents grew up in. A, are you, so if if your dad was a lot, I'm assuming your dad has passed. Yeah, he passed okay. when I was thirteen. Thirteen. No, okay. Yeah, 13. So your parents would have uh, would have been. Or your mom is in her eighties. She was born, I think, in forty. Yes. Yeah, so. Oh, she was a little bit older. Okay, so yeah. she's in her seventies. So, like, my parents were born in the thirties. Yeah. yeah. So they're my dad in their eighties. My mom was born. 40. Okay. All right. Yeah. So they were they they were when they were in their youth. The, yeah. the World War II was just coming to an end, which is about rationing and yeah, all yeah. that kind of. Okay, got it. Yeah. And did they meet? Um, Pen pals. Pen pals. Okay. And the joke is, in one of those letters, didn't you think, hey, you like dick, right? But never answered. My mom suppose my mom stories up and down that she told him she she was a lesbian. always always. Were you the, an only child? No, no, no. How I, many? I'm the youngest of. Uh, of four. Okay. Two sisters and one brother. All same parents? All same parents. Okay, All so obviously parents. they stayed together long enough and yeah, yeah, and did their I, thing long enough to have well, a family. It's funny because my mom's like a big right-wing Republican. and uh, she, really? I found that a lot of people that are not from here when they move well, of course, here... It's the American dream. It's but the, but that, that, that they're more right-wing. It's an interesting uh, dynamic that yeah. I didn't know until you well, start talking the, to my, my, I could get it. It's some interesting... Uh, well, it's, it's just a point of view... Uh, my like you know, my mom like hey, I, I she'll I hear her complain about like immigration and stuff and what? in theory exactly yeah. in theory my aren't we fucking anchor babies in yeah. a weird way and it's like you marry someone you do not like stay with them for sixteen years that's how you get your citizenship uh in the hard way but uh she the uh, hard way the hard way like she I guess her big riff with like the Democrats is when she came out here uh, at least she knew the Republicans hated her because she was a lesbian like it was straight up. Like she knew, but they she knew where they stood. But they could they could agree on like fiscal kind of stuff and limited government or whatever that is. Uh, but the Democrats, hey, we like you, we like you. But then like they wouldn't, you know, they would do political things that would actually, I guess, hamper the gay community. You know, so it's a weird. I don't know. I I I also vote for my. I'm a taker. I'm a Bernie guy all the way. So yeah. And now Hillary because she's next in line. So I mean, I'm 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 always about my best self interest. That's how. Yeah. You, you know, I, but I but that's how that's how most people are. No, the 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 right wing has got. 
like the my guys I grew up with. There's that they're all about like the in the, the Republican all they don't do anything. For, I mean, it would be in their better self interest to uh, to vote for someone that would give them a little bit of the socialism. It's only supposed to give any socialism to the right, very wealthy. But, but what but what I'm saying is they think it's in their best. Like they they're, think they're it not. Is. I'm not saying that oh, it, it is oh, technically. Oh, I'm oh, saying they like someone would vote for Trump because in their best, he's not going to cut their tax dollars. He's a billionaire. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're a billionaire is like, yeah, I like this guy. He's all for fucking billionaires. Like yeah. it's that's but not knowing like your self interest is a little more than your income and exactly. your you know yes, it's yes. your way of fucking life. It's how you know. Mm-hmm. I, it's a weird. Thing. Thing, but let, back to back to yeah. me and not that, yeah no, no sorry yes oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. no I, I have no uh, <laughs> so uh, what question do you want answered because we went through nine fucking we thousand. did we did a lot I mean I guess I, I guess we'll just go back to talking about um, was I mad li- li- yeah yeah how how what. Um, Where did you go for Salas? Was it film? Was it TV? Was it oh, like yeah, I'm definitely. just trying to see what what molded you into becoming an actor um, and, and and a comedian? And well, why didn't you join the military instead? Oh, because I was really overweight. Uh, and uh, always, or did it? Was it? No, I was. I was like skinny when my my when my my dad took us. I was way underweight. You, know? you were okay. I was like, uh, cause this I, is how old I would have been. I think he eight. eight okay, like okay. Right, between eight and nine. Okay. Uh, and then when I went to Hawaii, that's when I you know I, I kind of started to pork up a little bit. You know, uh, any specific reason, or was it just? I, well, the big thing is that he didn't like us going point. out when he wasn't there for. <laughs> It it's a man, you know. It's fat man. A lot of, I was hanging. I was hanging out with the Samoans. What was the brother to do? I wanted to be uh, a sumo wrestler, so I started to plump up. Um, I think the big here's here's sort of what happens because we lived in a really uh, we lived in this part of Hawaii called Makaha, which is like um, it's sort of reclusive beaches except for the locals. So my dad thought it was kind of a rough area, so he didn't, didn't like us going out so much. So it kind of you know we kind of kept us in with food, and then also. Um, the other thing is, I think he was worried that maybe the heat was going to. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe she'd send it. You know, now looking in retrospect, why he wanted us inside. They're going to come and snap, snatch you up and take you back. back. Yeah, exactly. and I'm not going to know like, where you went. Yeah, exactly. Like so, maybe his excuse to us was, "Hey, it's, it's a, a rough, rough neighborhood. neighborhood. Stay here Stay because inside. Okay. people will take you." Which it's, is funny when people say "rough neighborhood" and Hawaii. They're like, "What?" But I know oh, that no, they're. Hawaii's I've seen got it's, some. It's, fucking, I've local. heard, and I've, I've also heard that. Um, you're what a uh, Holly is that yeah, what they white, were yeah, so, white, yeah, yeah, so, Holly. There was Holly a huge ice, issue bro. with that stuff. Yeah, well, that there's, there's Kill Holly Day, and I got to say, my brother, my brother, and I took on a, yeah, we got a, you know, a, a, you know, an ass whooping a couple times, but I was pretty funny. You know, I was always had a pretty quick wit, and you use that to get out of some stuff. I guess so. Yeah, I, I yeah, I had to. Have. I mean, I, uh, I was definitely. Uh, you know, I always got along with people. I could, all, except for you know, I never, I didn't do well until I got into college. I never did well with um, the uh, like the angry stoners, like the guys that really love their pot, like that that like you know that were like to laugh. Those stoners, I always it's it's ones that like ha- came from like uh, real underprivileged, like we're really using weed as an escape. Like yeah. really, they for some reason thought like you know looked at me and was like, hey, you got a good and like you know, and I was like, you really don't want to know how fucked yeah, up exactly. my shit is. Yeah, but <laughs> you know, as, and, and you kids wanna... are the worst too. Oh. Just, you can't because nobody, everybody, see, you see one thing you're like, well, that guy's got that, and you're like, yeah, but he also gets his, the shit kicked yeah, out of him at every home, day, or yeah. he gets molested, or he gets, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> hey, now the, that being said, you know what? Uh, uh, I never got touched. You know, even hugged. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> never <laughs> and it gets real yeah with that hand job remember, remember the story yeah, earlier right. Right. thank you Jeff Goldblum yes, for, uh, for that one Jeff Goldblum if you're listening you are the when, player of the week yeah. when did you start um actually looking at um i guess was it acting or comedy that uh, that that you first started paying attention to well i want to say my uh, my fourth my fifth grade teacher in columbus georgia i can't remember her name cast me in her version of Cinderella, uh-huh. and that was the first time you had ever done anything. Uh, yes, yes. What and was what was your part? I was the mecha- it was it was called Cinder Cinderella. So uh, I was the mechanic, and I came in and got an applause break the moment I walked in. Ah. You know, and so there. So and I only had my one dad. He didn't like start the thing, but I was came in such a comical. I can't even remember what. Uh, but I remember I was very. Oh, and the kid that was the lead was the, the cliche, uh, you know, actor kid. You know, yeah. I'm saying right now might be in, you know, could, well, I'm not, I yeah, could make yeah, a yeah, terrible yeah, joke yeah. right now, but I won't. But you know I'm saying, like, save yourself, save yourself. But literally, like, wow, if anyone was, you know, going to be on my mom's side, it would yeah. be this, okay. this, this guy. Yeah, I worked around there. Uh, but and, you, but something happened in that oh, moment yeah, where you were like, also, wait a minute. I gotta say, it was also kind of cool. My dad showed, that's like the only time my dad got, he, he got out of whatever he had to do in the, you know, at the base that day. Okay. And, made it a special point. And, yeah, and he got he worked his way to the front row, and I was like, "Wow, ah, that's pretty cool." Okay. Um, and then um, you and know, you said you got an applause break and a laugh and everything. I got so an he was probably break, like, hey, "That's my that's boy." My boy. Yeah. Although my dad, I don't, I only remember my dad really laughing. My dad was not a big comical guy, although he just takes his like blazing saddles and and stuff like that. Uh, and he used to like uh, when I would um, uh, I always have been never been a great sleeper, and I used to crawl underneath his chair while he'd watch the Tonight Show. Ah, and then of course I would start to laugh because maybe a comic or something. Right, 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 right. And then he'd pick me up and put it on his lap. So that's, oh, okay. That's a, that might be one. I'm gonna wow. get really emotional. Now. Wow, that's nice. Um, that's a nice memory, though. That is a the good Tonight memory. Show. Like that. That was that was a time that I don't think people. Understand. No, no one understands. Like, you can't just no, go. You don't wake impact. up the next day and then go. Oh, what did Johnny say last night you on the internet? It. It's nothing. It's and, just like you have to watch. And that's one of my like my coolest. Actually, uh, I, I don't know if Barry Trackman doesn't do comedy anymore, but he was one of the guys I used to start off with. But I remember us running home, and no one had VCRs, and uh-huh. no one had no, no. At, at, right at that cusp when it was ending, and we would just bolt home to watch the last four shows. And it was like a huge because it was a huge part of all our lives. So that maybe that's comedy. I started looking towards comedy uh, around then, and okay. always used to escape going to movies constantly. Okay. And luckily for us, whoever I lived with, we could always figure out a way to get cable. Yeah, like you know, always found the um, enough money to get cable. Uh, okay. So I'd constantly be watching movies and escaping that way because my life kind of sucked. Or the other way is I would look <laughs> like uh, when I see ordinary people, a lot of people cry, and I do cry. But what I'm done. You're like, talking on the street or the movie? The movie. Uh, the okay. Movie, like the Timothy movie. Hutton? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he tries to kill himself. I go, and yeah, it's all, super... that, all that bullshit. Like, I watch that, you know, of course I'm emotional with, but after I'm done, I'm like going, at least my life isn't that fucked yeah. up. Yeah. Oh, at least okay. I'm you not know, that guy. At least I'm not, exa- does that make sense? Like, yes. I would watch a very depressing movie and it would get me in a good mood in the sense going, my shit might be fucked up, but no one's trying to ass fuck me. So okay. I'm all right. But I'm okay. You know what? I think that's a. That's a I mean, I get, I understand like people escape with movies and everything, but I, I, that, I respect that kind of like, let's, like, let's take a brighter look on, even though this is shit, shit. and I might know it's shit, it's not that. I'm not that deep in shit. Oh, like, yeah, no, t- like, uh, uh, the Osage County, like, yeah. I, I go, my, like, my life is fucked, 
but it's not that. And that, you know, and that's even one of those where there's money involved too. Going, that's another example that money can't buy happiness. Dude, right. yeah. I know, but yes, if I give me the money, I'll figure out a fucking way. Yeah, dude, I'll, 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 I'll tell you what it can do. It can pay my fucking bills. That's woo. Were you big into hiding your situation? Were you? Were you oh were, yeah, were, well, I couldn't say my mom was a lesbian because I mean, but I mean, just overall, your whole life, were you were you really protective? Were you trying to put I up a different say, front in front of people? Once, or I would say senior year, I started like kind of like saying fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know why, but just, you know, also I had a pretty cool, my, um, in my high school, uh, my best, (laughs) my best friend, uh, in high school was this, uh, kid Todd Smith. He's the reason why, probably the main reason why I became like an act, like comic and an act. I mean, the main focus, because he was like the, he's actually insanely intelligent. He just was a, exceptional under uh, in high school he was in junior high he was a, he was an exceptional underachiever okay okay where i was an exceptional overachiever so i was like kind of more the smart class clown he was just the straight up class clown you would yeah. look at our uh like when we one of our reunions everyone's most everyone's like most memorable moment had something to do with my friend todd doing something fucked up um and so because i was friends with him I got like and his his dad was the uh, like the baseball coach of the best baseball team throughout Topeka, Kansas. So I became friends with all the jocks because of him. And then also I, I got the luck of the luck of being in this uh, in in junior high, being in an uh, an all boys uh, gym, the only all boys gym class. And I had a lot of fucking heart. Like I was, I mean, I was overweight. I was short. When you said you overweight, tried. at this point, I like, was probably like forty pounds, fifty pounds okay. overweight. Not like crazy, not, crazy. No, I wasn't but, like okay. I wasn't like excess. I wasn't where I got when I was an adult. But I was, you know, but I was very athletic for a guy my size. But I was still very short. And every once in a while, if you didn't watch me correctly, I would score like a touchdown, or I'd score <laughs> the point, or I would do something like I'm, I'm deceptive. Like if yeah. you, you got to watch me. But then I'll let you not think you have to watch me, right? And then, you and know, then boom, strike. Yeah, exactly. So I was, I was that kind of guy, and also I, I always would say that I would always say something inappropriate or something funny. In some, I would do something that was so stupid that people go, "That's pretty fucking funny." Now, would you it know? be self-deprecating or would it just a little be... bit? A, a little bit. Be like, yeah. for, well, I used to work at a bowling alley, and it was right around awesome. Don- when Donkey Kong came out, and we had the above ground uh, ball returns. Ooh. So. When I would go get a pin out, which is a pin is too far for the the thing to pop it under, I'm like, and there's everyone watching, so most people would just jump down, let the ball go between them. I would do the, you know, the Donkey Kong jump and let the ball go underneath, and I I would do just stupid, like, things like that, because I go, I know it's going to get a fucking laugh. Right. You know, I'm going to, you know, if if I fall, that's, That's I got some, I got some implications of that, yes, but more than likely, if I pull this off... This will be something, and then eventually somebody is going to steal my gag, and that's my gag. Yeah, you know and then you can go. Eh, da, da, da. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm going. You never, you know, you now, did. So, were you always on at that stage in your life? Um, or I was were, a pretty or, good listener. Or, I mean, I was. I was. Okay. I, you, I was could, I would, you could tone it down. I could always. T- I mean, luckily for me, um, I never had that problem of like always having to be on. Right. Matter of fact, I like good conversation. That's like a. But I would also know. At what point it needed a laugh? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no, no. Where, yeah. Like it's a fine line. Oh, man. It is a, it, fi- it's a it fine, is a fine line. line. Like I remember, I you know, you, I uh, even Matt, me and Matt used to get in some deep. Con- our friend Matt Filtron would get in some deep conversation. Then I would 
say something very you know at the right time but i would know when to when to say it. but that, right. that, yeah i i used to hate those guys that'd be like me 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 i actually hate a strong word but you know it would be like but uh, but not even necessarily me 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 as much as it's just always like gotta be hey funny. doing a bit this is wacky hey 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 and it, you're like you whoa take it down notch. and that, i gotta tell you something that's one that kind of the i think um at least the comics I used to hang out with more because I don't really hang out as because uh, I'm old. I got to get in, get out, go home. Yeah, I you know it's funny. I, you were talking about the comics store. We did a a big uh, reunion show of all this, this place called the Kindness of Strangers. Uh, we did a reunion show in the main room. I got off stage at ten fifty after having an amazing set. By the way, uh, <laughs> crushing it. I did. It was like wow, dude. Yeah, I I, I mean it was it was awesome. Um, it I didn't get to my car till two in the fucking morning. And I was parked in the pink, the lot by Pink Tot. It took me that long to get out of that place. Just from saying bye and hi to saying people. Saying bye and, yeah. and hi and catching up. And I go, oh, shit, that's why I, I go to places where I can get in and out or when I'm booked. Because my kid's getting up at 6 in the morning no matter no what. Matter no matter what. what no matter, what. No matter how wife, hungover, no matter my, what time you go to bed. And my wife's got to go to work. And I got to take him to his, I gotta take him to his physical thing. I got to do his shit. And yeah, I'm like, that's okay. That's a nice memory, you know. Now, granted, I gotta, you know, I gotta pull a TV show so we can get some people to say, you know, if I want this life. Yeah. And it's it's uh, and it, I gotta tell you, it was, I got it was so it's it's so uh, much because I mean, the guys I attract, at least the guys I hang out with, they're more the happier. Com- I mean, or they're they or at least they're happier around me. Like I never dealt. I yeah, I dealt with some asshole comics in my life. Normally, guys that instead of staying in L.A. or New York, trying to be more on the artist tip, they went for the quick cash and just did road. You know, became traveling salesmen with jokes on yeah. the road. And I'm not dissing because I mean I'm not I'm not saying it's just that a whole other world. It's a different world and it's deceptive because it can make you closer to that traveling sales guy with joke as opposed to like the old guys like Tommy Blaze and all those guys that really. They developed a really original like point of view on the road, you know. Um, but I hung out with guys that mostly stayed predominantly in L.A. or New York, and that were like, "I'm gonna get an hour chipping out three to seven minutes at a time," which is crazy when it's you think crazy. about I it. Mean, but like, I mean, to come out of L.A. with a solid fucking hour, and you pretty much are an L.A. comic, you're a fucking artist. Yeah. And that is that is you that's know work. Well, you that's do, work. well, and you said it. Uh, you 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 nailed it. It's it is chipping away because it, yeah. the, the stage time is so limited here mm-hmm. and not just limited as to how often you can get it but it's how much time you time actually you get when you get, get on stage the, yes and, and it's also can I tell you something you know they always say comics don't laugh they might not laugh but I've if it's, the joke is good and you're a decent guy They'll fuck it, you know. They'll, you get, give, they'll you, give it up, yeah. You give, and not only that, but they'll go, you know, that's good, dude. You know, hey, you know, and and a lot of actually a lot of the writing is done off stage. Yeah. When we're all kind of hanging out and fucking around, you know. Um, God, what's the cat's name? Um, I mean, and I so I predominantly stayed in L.A. I mean, I I could have done the road, and I should have. Thinking in retrospect, when I had a name, I should like. You know, got some cash out of it, big time. But what it, so okay, well let's go. Let's take a step back for some because I, I, I I'm curious as to. Um, how you ended up uh, out here? But you said you went to school in Arizona. Okay, but did you? When did you start? W- did stand up come first, or was it, did you start trying to do acting first, then stand up came? No, it was. Uh, well, it depends on what. You, okay, I went. I went to University of Arizona. Uh, okay. I was a you know poli sci major. Go, went to a fr- so you know, didn't go there to do acting. No, no, I went oh, there. Uh, okay. Well, I just went there to get out of Kansas. Okay, you know, basically. But why poli sci? Though that's like a oh, because I was I was good in I was good in I was good in, okay. I was good in history and political science. Oh, okay. I was a, I was a high school debater. Oh, okay, okay, and, uh, okay. and actually I went to Arizona. So you 
never, you already knew you never had a fear of being in front of people. No, that was no, never I mean, an well, issue. I had one fear when I had to sing uh, in Ooh. eighth grade. Eighth, eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now we know why. Now you're went, afraid of being on podcasts. That just <laughs> went way back. Uh, eighth grade. Uh, and I'm, one thing, it's funny, uh, one thing I am not is a singer. Well, that's when therein lies the fear. Okay. Debatable. Now, well, no, hold on. According, <laughs> is it? According, wait a second. According to the music coach on Sergeant Bilko said, you could have been a singer, but some asshole told you you couldn't and you believed him. Uh, so, okay. Okay. if I would have worked at like anything else, you know, I would have been probably fine. Uh, and I had to do a solo and it was, I, I never, that was a la- one of the last times I officially like really fucking choked. Whoa. I mean, like, I mean, <clears throat> Like the in pride, I was like uh, ah, you the had your biggest. Moment. But the that, fact that you overcame that, though, most people would never. Oh, and I fucking kept ever on, oh. ever go back. Right? That's that, most people. That's their fear. That's oh, it. Yes, it's like supposedly bigger than divorce. Yeah. is fear of public speaking. Well, well Jerry, <laughs> not anymore. Divorce is pretty. Most people get it now. But so yeah. Jerry Seinfeld has a very funny joke about. I mean, I, it's from who I where I heard it. But he says that the number one fear of people in this country is public speaking. The number two fear is death. So at the funeral you'd rather be in the casket <laughs> than give giving the, the eulogy yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. oh man yes 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 so you're at arizona and are you taking any theater class at the time Not or did yet. you because arizona um and you can correct me if i'm wrong what what, what where where are we at like it's, is this 90s 80s it is the 90s. 90s no no 1985 84 oh. august of 84 i went there holy that, shit yes you went there now now i had always heard stories was, about uh, there was a good comedy scene in arizona at some point was this was this uh, were you were you ahead that, of this or was this af- was it was it afterwards uh, this is the story of my life i am also i'm also on the the end of it or, okay. the, or, or before it starts or before so, okay. always a, you know always a, just missed it by that much so there uh, wasn't much going on at the time you were there there was only laughs laughs came in in 1989 I think or 88 in Tucson Tucson which yeah. is a great club it was, I mean I don't know if it still is it's, but, but uh, the last you, time did you ever know Hoodie Gary Hood? Yeah. Yeah he, I know Gary Hood is he still alive? no he just passed away I mean recently like yeah two days ago oh yeah I was just down he there was actually in good. Uh, he April thought, he thought I stole a joke from him because uh, he supposedly back this is back in the he yeah. he had written every joke you know like <laughs> right, and, and right. it was like one of those where you go ah uh, I don't think I because I never heard him do it you know how would you ever steal it from yeah but he of course had it written in some notebook from like years ago <clears throat> yeah. you know but he's really not I, I love the guy who's actually a very very he was such a sweet guy did he take it over booking the place for a while mm, well no he didn't uh, I mean maybe for a while I don't know yeah. what the deal was but I I literally have only played there once I mm. featured there mm-hmm. it was in April. I drove down. This is just a real quick hoodie story, just because I feel like he was a super nice guy, and and I get told the day before that I'm not staying in a hotel. I have to stay with a guy who works at the club, so I'm immediately pissed. Oh. I'm like, I'm like, what? I got to drive seven hours, and you can't front another fifteen dollars to put me in a hotel room. Uh-huh. I was so mad, and then I get, and they're yeah, you got to stay with hoodies. I'm like, what? Hit who? Who is this guy? And then I talk to Eddie Pence, and he's like, oh yeah, he's he's great, and I'm like. I, I don't want to stay with a dude. I don't want to, like, what is this? So I get there, and he's like, hey, come on in. So I'm like, all right, Gary. Yeah, Gary Hood. He's like, yeah, I just had all my toes amputated. I was like, oh, Jesus, dude. He had a boot on because he had, like, di- diabetes. diabetes. Wow, yeah. Oh, okay. I can see that happening to me because I knew when he was a lot more spry in the, in the 88. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, he was a good guy. I mean, yeah, it's so weird. It was, uh, it was he, him, he, Jason. Who else came out from that? Uh, Graham Elwood. Hmm. Uh, started around when I started. Dustin Yabara, uh, not when you started, probably, but uh, after you, Hoodie and him were were. Dustin came out of that area. Yeah. So like they were really. Because see, when I was, it was just laughs, 
and then occasionally, like this place called Tequila Mockingbird. I think Jim Bruce started a room there with uh, Steve Cruiser for like a short, like like minute. I mean, I only did like about a year and a half there, and then I popped. You know, I came out to L.A. Oh, uh, okay. So you um, didn't even. So you didn't finish school at Arizona. Oh no, I did. Oh, you did. I did. Okay. Uh, You're I, saying as far as comedy, comedy goes. goes. What it was is that it was. Uh, you know, I was. I, I had this nickname, and what it was. I met this kid, Chris Lundahl, uh, who. Uh, he he got me to come out here, but he he was in, in my uh, one of my friends, uh, Kurt Marzoff. Were both in the film department at Arizona or RTV is what it was called back mm-hmm. then, and making films. And I joined a fraternity when I first got. Matter of fact, I didn't have a place to stay when I hopped in my car. I had I didn't have a dorm. I didn't have. Uh, were I you had registered two, for? I was registered for classes. Okay. I had two thousand dollars, and I got a letter from this fraternity saying you want to stay with us during Hell Week or not Hell Week during. Um, you know, registration, rush, 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 rush yeah. pre-registration pre- rush. And they had misprinted the phone number. So they like, you know, and this is, you know, so I was trying to call them. So I oh showed my up. God. Literally, dude, I showed up with everything I owned in my car to this fraternity. And I go, hey, I got this letter. And they go, didn't you call? I go, yeah, I tried. And they go, oh, that's are these two. You know, so... um they let me stay in this place, you know, for, and then I got a dorm. I didn't feel too welcome because, you know, I kind of felt like the scene in a Animal House at first, you know. Yeah, why? I've never heard of an invite. Just a re- You didn't know these people. Uh, no, no, no. I don't it, know any you know, What, frats, what it was yeah. is that it was, you know, because I, obviously they they got a hold of incoming freshmen. Yeah. You know? I mean, they, 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 were trying, they wanted to see if they wanted to draft lure you. Lure yeah. you. you, get, you they get you there for a couple of days and like, yeah, fuck this guy. Yeah, yeah, we or yeah. or okay. he's super cool, man. Let's and, put eggs in his butt. And, yeah. Well, yeah, that's exactly. They <laughs> yeah. went the other way. Because actually, I didn't think they were very cool. I was like not. No, get, dude. Yeah, I, probably I, I, not. I didn't dig it. Matter of fact, I, I, got, I got to, you know, I, I got, ended up going with this really cool. I got to go stay with the, uh, they finally got me on to, into a dorm situation. And I had to stay with the RA who happened to be this fucking really, like, cool, uh, Irish cat from uh, Chicago, you know, like he had that. That, that was his thing. I'm, I'm Irish from Chicago. Oh my god! Well, if you're Irish from Chicago, that is your fucking thing. That's yeah. literally <laughs> all you talk and about. Dude, I can't remember what his name is. I want to say his name was Pat. Really, of course it was. Really, How you doing my name's Pat. I'm an Irish from really, Chicago. Dude, really cool dude. My, <laughs> I turned 18. Pat McConnell. I turned 18 in his dorm room, and he goes, "You're 18." I go, "Yeah, but I don't really drink." He goes, "Are you an alcoholic?" I go, no, because I just don't really. He goes, "But you're gonna have, you're gonna have one shot with me." So I had one shot with um Jameson. Probably, <laughs> probably, and then a bunch of guys from the frat came over and said, "Hey, they really like you, man. Why did you want to, you know?" And of course, it was a little cheaper to stay in the frat when you did the dollars and cents because the meals and all that stuff. And there were a lot of cute girls there that came in and out for parties. Yeah, yeah, parties. So they weren't like bumbling into you know that situation. So I went there and got like a kind of a cool nickname. And to believe, you know, what was your nickname? Sparky. Okay. Oh, that stuck with you. Well, it stuck for a long, long time until I met the Sparky at the comedy store, and I was like, "Well, he was Sparky." You know, Mitzi gave him the name Sparky, I think. So, oh yeah. So I kind of gave it to him, and also he's a really decent, really awesome guy. But, uh, um, so long story short, I, I kind of, I met this guy Chris Lundahl through one of the guys there who made me enter a hot body contest during, mm. uh, during the, uh, um, like one of the summer school. So I ended up like winning a hundred dollars. I mean, I was overweight. So like I, I was good. That was the joke. That was the joke. Okay. And like, yeah. I like people were like chanting my name and you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I didn't strip down naked, but I was, you know, and, cause you see all these guys doing this and that yeah. there. They're like, you're, you're yeah! Farley in the Chippendale sketch. Bingo. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. Except with more clothes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Belushi was like my idol at the time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so then he started like putting me into like his student films. He goes, "Hey, dude, can you do this? I gotta do a scene as opposed to doing to get a scene partner 
from his uh, class. class, he'd pull me in. And, you know, then I started failing my, I was failing a lot of my courses because I was partying and playing volleyball and doing all that shit. That I found playing out. volleyball. I like how that's part of partying, playing not, volleyball. Not on, not on the school shit. team, is what he said. No, no, yeah, was, not, yeah. not, not with Judd Bushler and all yeah, those cats. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was playing at the the Tabard Courts, and they, so I started just going. Man, maybe I, I enjoy going to these film. I enjoy doing these film stuff more than I do anything else. Well, it was more the pre-recs. I still liked poli sci because I was a, I was a college. Yeah, but then, you're a college kid, man. You're of yeah. course finding other things to do. And that's then, that's know, your job. And then I got on like the debate team. I, then I actually started got on the debate team and our debate coach was this guy John Humphreys who was this redneck from Virginia who he he went to me to get all his pot like literally I, I feel bad because it was like a, he was a car carrying AA cat next thing you know he's doing blow I like I literally said, I, like we had two seasons my you know but I I was you know traveling around the country instead like doing I was doing everything but school. Right, you yeah. know, I was doing everything yeah. but school. Still getting an education, though. Uh, I totally was because yeah. I remember I'm from Kansas. So luckily, I'm fucking up in Tucson, Arizona, not UCLA. Which, like, the day I arrive at UCLA, my 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 aunt who was raising me called and said, "Hey, you got a letter from UCLA?" I said, "Open it." Oh, you're officially accept- you you're off the wait list. You're accepted to UCLA. This is while you're at Arizona. Why, like, literally while, the, the time I pay phone call her to see if you know you know because remember there was no pagers phone. Yeah, right, right, right. So I had a, you know, and she goes, "Oh, by the way, you got a call. You got a letter from UCLA," and that had taken me off the wait list, and I had would would qual you know would be able to go, but I was like, ah, you know, could you imagine me with being this stupid and, and here? At that age, yeah. no, I would be, you know, a heroin needle. Well, um, that's yeah. I mean, or that, sucking cock as opposed the, to the hand job. <laughs> yeah, but I, that that goes. I mean, that's with a lot of us. If if you were if you were give if we if I was given a million dollars in a movie deal when I first moved out here, I would be dead in a gutter somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, like, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, you know, I know exactly what you. But so uh, the thing is, stand up was yeah, because it sounds like a lot of the stuff that you had been doing up to this point was very physical based. So at what point were you like? I mean, obviously, I see the debate thing. So obviously, you were. Very very vocal as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how how was it? You put the two together and you're like, I'm gonna go do stand up. And did you do it at a club? Did you do it at a bar? Did you just oh, do no. it at a? Sh- here's like, here's what? what happened is that um my um, uh, I, I I paid for college with my dad's uh, like uh all my like dad's benefits from like the military. You know, nice. so they give you all these discounts and yeah. all this kind of well, stuff. Yeah, okay, just, uh, not discounts, stuff. but matter of fact, this is what's crazy. Why I had such a low GPA is that uh the only way you got benefits is that you were a full time student. Okay, so basically you had to complete 12 hours. Notice the keyword there is complete. Complete, yeah. Just complete. Just get them done. Okay, so in other words, an incomplete means you didn't complete. (laughs) So they would pay for an F, but not an incomplete if it was 12 units. So you could fail. You just had to show up every day. Well, like in other words, yeah. So I basically, a matter of fact, what got me kicked out of the college, like where they go, you can't come back, was because my nickname Sparky, the drama teacher only knew me by that and not by Eric Edwards. Like, it was just, he just, I don't know why it happened. And it was Drama 100. I get an E. He's on sabbatical, okay? I'm like, okay, I am a, I, I, and I was starting to get my life to because I was going, I, hey, I better graduate. Yeah. You know, because I'd gotten kicked out of college once. Okay, so, and, and, and as opposed to quitting, what I did is I just went to classes anyways, and then I, I added them all when they let me back in. I just added all the classes I'd been taking. Okay. And I was real good. To, I, think, I could not have done college with the, paper, with the computer, uh, with the electronic paper trail. But back then, when all you needed was a Xerox and, a, yeah. and something else, I was able to... Uh, you figured it out. I, you figured just, out. Yeah. I never faked a grade. Every grade I earned, but I Even just, the Fs. Uh, even, <laughs> yes, and even the Fs. Uh, 
So I go into the. I went to the go. Look, uh, I'm trying to track to this, this teacher. Go. Well, he's gone for six months. I go. Okay, I have made a lot of mistakes. I made all those mistakes. I have made. I I I was irresponsible. But no one, no one fails drama 100. And he goes, good point. Okay, we'll give you a we'll give you a seven month ex- you know leeway when he comes in. And of course, I got an A, so I was able to yeah. you know. And that's when that's uh, when debate. You realize that the, the debate came oh, into play right totally, there, right? Totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was actually very. I was so good at writing petitions. Like getting things petitioned to, uh, <laughs> that people would come to me. And, hey, I want to start a petition. Can you help? Well, me? well like to you know, petition something. And most of it is that if you just go through the hopes, they're going to generally they're just going to ah. He went to the trouble right, fill out the petition for. We'll yeah, just give yeah. it to him. <laughs> a lot of that was that. Um, so I had to pass this. Basically, I had to get nothing less to graduate. I had to get nothing less than like a three eight for like five semesters, you know, like a bunch of semesters. I actually graduated with like a two point zero one. I mean, really, I really... How many people have asked you about uh, your GPA since uh, you none, got out? Yeah, Nobody. No yeah, that's no what one. I love. Not one person. Not like, what was one, your GPA not, not, in not college? Like, who so, fucking cares? So I was in this class. It was a philosophy class. It was oh. one of the prereqs. And there was this guy that's a little bit older than me. Uh, good, I say good-looking guy because it plays in later. Sat in front of me. And this kid was like my little doppel, doppelganger. Uh, basically, I used to coach high school debate when I was in college debate. This is when the kids that I coached in debate, now he's going to college. And we're t- he would dress like me. It was really, it was pretty comical. <laughs> and then there was this guy that was a real suck-up that sat in the front row and uh, had all, used to have like a lot of moose in his hair. And because uh, I was on the debate team, I was going to be missing a lot of classes. I had to get an A in this class. So I'd always go to my doppelganger. Okay, I'm going to brown nose now. And I'd raise my hand and ask a question. And it was like, you know, I got certain looks, and also my buddy Tim Tule was also in this class, who I became really uh, uh, very plays in later. Uh, and then, uh, like, one day, the, the guy didn't have moose in his hair, you know, and he was always, I mean, like, literally sucking up, you know, we're going, dude. Yeah, enough, enough already, buddy. Already. We get it. I, You're interested. I, and yeah, I get it. Well, you know, it's just, yeah. he's like, he's an engineer. He goes, I'm glad I'm just taking a practical class. Really, philosophy versus a practical class. Yeah. Really? Okay. And the one day he didn't, he goes, yeah, I forgot to. And I went to somebody and go, obviously he forgot his moose today too. And then like this guy, Tim Tudlay, was like, that's just fucking spit out laughing. And then the guy that kept on, really, he really disliked me, uh, heard me go, I'm going to brown nose now. And then he went, oh. He goes, so you you know what you Fuck yeah, I know what I'm doing. I got to, you know, I got I to gotta get an A in this class. Yeah. And he's like, Okay, so we became like really good friends. He was the guy that he's the guy that um, this guy Mark um, Mark Fisher. Uh, he was like a, he was one of the Marines in Lebanon at the time, and you know when the the uh, around when the barracks got uh, blew up by the the terrorists. Um, so he's like, dude, you got to do stand up. You got to do stand up. So he forced me to get on stage at laughs at open mic. Oh wow! And now this is funny because I told two people. I was going to do stand-up that night. And I knew a lot of people on campus because of the nickname Sparky, Hot Body Contest. And, yeah, it was going to say, and, and, and how it works everywhere, like a college campus, is that more, like three times as many people know you as you, you know, know people. Them. And yeah. also because I, like, you know, my, and then also my, my old roommates were the, you know, were the bartenders and the doormen of this place called The Buffet, which is this legendary dive in, in, in Tucson. So... And also, I lived. So there was a lot of people. So I told two people I was going to do stand up. Next thing you know, it's all my friends. Let's uh, go see Sparky. Let's go see Sparky. So of course, I fucking crush. 
Okay. All I you mean, had to do was go out there and be like, and they were like, you're crazy. Not. I mean, just. I mean, it was just. It was terrible. I mean, like looking back, I'm embarrassed of other than my stage of course, premise. Of course, and I'm I mean, drunk. Look, I'm like fucking drunk off my ass. How else are you gonna do it in college? Bingo. Jesus. And then the second time they say, "Hey, your act is too dirty. You got to." So I go up there and I bitch about my act too, dirty. you know, whatever. Then I go, and then uh, most of my friends are still kind of showing up, and I'm not. At, you know, I'm. I'm not. It's not like I'm doing a bringer, but I'm just. I don't know the thing. And then Neil. I don't know if you guys know who Neil Edwards is. Uh, no relation. No relation, by the way. But he was also a. Um, Liked a sandwich or two at the time. Uh, <laughs> very nice guy. He was like one of the first real com- like real comics I met. Yeah, uh, where you know he he was kind of becoming like that. He was I want to say the guy that owned the club at the time wanted to be his manager, so he was kind of working like the laugh scene coming to L.A. Yeah. Very really for a guy who spent a lot of time on the road, he was not not an ounce of hack in him. Nice, not an ounce of hack. He would make fun of. Anytime he got to that side, he would definitely do that wink. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. And um, and I went up to him, and he goes, he just goes, I'm going to give you some unsolicited advice. And I go, okay. Okay. He I goes, guess. Uh, why are you doing this? I go, because I want to make people laugh, man. He's like, well, do you want to make your friends laugh or people you don't know laugh? There it is. And I went, okay. And then he goes, the key is how you make your friends laugh if you can make a bunch of strangers laugh. Then you're on to something. Yeah. And I was, best advice I got, never. And then people go, hey, you, you, are you going up tonight? I go, yeah, but do you mind not going? They go, they would get a little upset. Yeah, but they didn't understand. They didn't know, but now they do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, you know, they got, I go, yeah, because guys, you know, I got, I got to, I know you guys like me and think I'm funny, but I got to make people who don't, you know, I yeah. fucking. Because you were taking it serious at that well, point. Yeah, I mean, well, you, were, like, you were starting to understand that, yeah. like, if you wanted to go any further, yeah. Any further at all, you couldn't. It, it's not just, hey guys, I'm gonna fart. You're gonna laugh. Yeah. I'm gonna fall down. You're gonna laugh. I'm gonna get drunk. You're gonna laugh. It's like now you got to make sure your personality plays with Bingo. people you've never fucking met before. Bingo. And that's when I met like Paul Goebel. Uh, oh, I like Paul. Yeah, I love Paul's, Paul. Dude, I got a really cool Paul Goebel. I mean, a couple of cool Pauls. He actually gave me my first pay gig. Really? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. It was him, me, him, Graham Elwood. We played a frat. Uh, oh, nice. Uh, Paul Goebel. I was so fucking intimidated by. Was he, uh, because I can only imagine, like, he, like, I don't, do you know Paul? Yeah, right? no. Yeah, so, like, his, was it his, he is so, his pompadour, or was it, it was his, his pompadour, <laughs> he is so, you put, you, he's very confident. He, well, he's, I mean, and he, he is in crazy He knows smart. his shit. He's he crazy. knows his shit, that's, like, he's without a doubt. He's crazy smart, and he's, he's very He's incredibly quick wit. I mean, he's there's a there's level. I know. I mean, I was on a college debate. My ex debate partner in college was Kevorkian's attorney. Whoa. I mean, we're talking. I mean, very. <laughs> I've been around very intelligent. I mean, people That's that are awesome. very intel. I mean, like very intelligent people. Right. He is. He's, and then also to his use of humor. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy smart. Because he once pulled me aside and asked me if I wanted to, and I, I go, I didn't think you liked me. Because oh, I wouldn't give you shit if I didn't like you. But what was cool about that, he realized for me to know that you, I don't dig that kind of stuff. Like that's not my thing. Yeah. So he never really, he, he never really busted my balls at, once we had that kind of conversation. Yeah, he was like, oh shit, if it bothers you. Uh, yeah, he fucking- was. He's a really good dude, and. Do I? I had because there was this guy that was sort of the. I'm not going to mention the guy's name because he actually ended up in the long run became a really good guy. But at the time, because he was getting the attention from the owner and was kind of taking the path most traveled, does that make sense? Yeah. You know, like we were all trying to do our thing, you know? Yeah. He's like, where are you from, Phoenix? I'll talk slower. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like stuff like that. Uh, he, he later became a very, like, he became a really 
good comic, but at the time he was. But everyone he was, takes it takes everyone a while. What they were doing, yeah. And uh, so Paul, because he you know he would close with a rap, you okay. know, a funny Beastie Boys rap or something like that. He would close with it. Paul goes, I show up and I went to say, hey Paul, which I got to write something down real quick, and he fucking wrote a rap off the cuff that was infinitely funnier than what that guy was doing. You know, and I was like, dude, you are just so fucking funny. You know, I mean, I just yeah. realized because he's that, and I go, that's more what I, you know, like, I go, that he's like more, he's an art, he wants to be, this is an art for him. Yeah. I, well, you know, he Paul's a guy who I think saw TV and, and, and uh, the lights of show business at a very early age and was like, I'm going to, one, learn everything, everything I can possibly know about that. Like, it's real hard to stump that dude on any kind of like, Wait, like that's why, like asking you, I almost brought up Paul because I was like, you're naming names of actors, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I don't know who those. I mean, that you got to be way deep to know who those people are. And those are. are the guys that I would hang, like him, Graham Elwood. Graham is great. I love Graham, Graham too. Is, Graham is no slouch. No, dude, he's I've very the, funny. He's I've got the funny. fucking awesomest story. This is this is the kind of guy I ultimately am. As much as I don't want to be, this is huh. who I always got to remember. Who I kind of am, and it tends to work out. You know, however things are. <laughs> Graham met this hot. A uh, girl from Germany that was only in like for a week. Graham had no car. I had a motorcycle. Uh, so what it is, I gave Graham right back my motorcycle to laughs. Then I went and picked up his girl and got her. Then did the same thing. That's how good of a fucking friend wow. I am, my friend. You're just tooling people around. I was tooling for because you know what? If I'm not getting laid, at least, at least somebody somebody, else, is. somebody should. That's nice. Yeah, you know. Now, granted, I wish that she was on the other foot. And look, I've had my dealings. I matter of fact, I could have got. A lot more than I did, but if I wasn't such a pussy and was afraid of being, no, you're fat, I would have got so much ass. Well, yeah. okay. Also, yeah, for me, I always think like I'm also just not an aggressive, that I'm not that aggressive. And it's guy, okay. You know That's okay. I mean? in and, the I, end. And, and in the end, you're right. It took me a long time to be okay with that, but yeah. like, well, I am okay with it. But what it was is that I once saw, I once saw this, I don't remember where, where the guy like kind of was emotional and the girl felt sorry for him and banged him. And then that worked with me once. So I thought that was, you know, I'm the funny guy. If I want to get laid, if I keep a girl laughing, Never, t- 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 never talk politics. Ugh, never t- be religion. sad and, until you get in. You know, once you once you came, then it's your. Once you're inside her, you can go. What do you think of Donald <laughs> Trump? <laughs> you know, and I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna I'm gonna and I'm gonna hack Woody Allen. I'm gonna do it. You know, uh, right now, and I'm gonna do G what Trump's doing us. Now you're. Um, by the way, you're, so you're listing all these guys' names. How did you end up going from Arizona to oh, Los Angeles? Okay, because is that is that was it because of that crew and you started no, no, seeing people he, no, leave? No, no, they didn't leave. I was the first one to leave. You were. Oh, yeah, I was, okay. I was the. I, that's all. It's me. I'm the first guy to. I generally. If I'm in this, I'm, I'm going to be the first one to go. Okay. Uh, so I get a job. This is post. Now, you did you stay through, graduate, I, I gradu- I got and my you gr- were I got, still there? I got my degree. What it was, I, I came out to L.A. I was three. I was uh, six credits shy of officially graduating. I oh, came okay. out to L.A. because my friend Chris Lundell was out here. Okay. And he was working at CA in the, in the mailroom. Okay. okay. He knew how Hollywood worked. He was working at That's CA. That's mailroom, man. Yeah. yeah. Mailroom, man. So I was interviewing. A guy, I got a job offer, but I realized after being around here for like, uh, I came over here like the kind of Christmas break, so I I I got a few like interviews. Um, I drove around this town and I went, there is no way I'm gonna finish those six credits if I stay here. If I at like, this moment, there's no way. Um, and I'm six credits shy of a degree of a de- fucking degree. What the fuck am I? De- Let me. I'll, I'll be. I would be the first person to graduate college from my fam- my immediate family. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go back. And I had a big like talk with my mom because she was living in Las Vegas at the time. Um, and I drove back and I said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna finish college." So I finished college. 
I uh, stay the summer uh, selling. I'm selling siding door to door in Tucson, Arizona. We're real Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> Jesus. I get a phone call. Aluminum siding. Uh, yeah, yes, aluminum siding in, in Tucson, Tucson, which most of the houses are made out of like fucking. That, hey, that, are you not Adobe hot enough Adobe. in your fucking house? Bingo. Here's some bingo. microwave sides, you <laughs> psycho. Like. Bingo, bingo. Luckily for me, I get a <laughs> I get a call like around um, August or like uh, no, like July. Um, the cool, go, the cool part of the year in Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's I go. Hi, my name. I can't remember what the name. I, I have to think. She goes. Hi, I'm with this uh, TV television show called Young Writers. Your friend Christian Konings, and I was like, "Wow, I haven't heard Christian's name. I have no idea how Christian even got my number." You know what I'm saying? This had been so long since I talked to him. He was like, "He's the first guy I ever smoked weed with in Cal." He was the first guy I officially had a conversation with in Arizona. And that, oh, hold on, listeners, is why you should smoke pot with people. Bingo, exactly. He goes, "Hey, uh, he's going to be gone for two weeks, or he's going to be gone for two days. Do you want to be a production assistant?" I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" Now I'm from <laughs> Kansas. Uh, so I got work ethic, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. know, uh, and also I've been on my own since I was, set, you know, basically. This is a call from Los Angeles. No, 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 uh, no. She's in Tucson. She's in Tucson. They were working they're, on a show. They're, they're got it, got it, got it. I got it. Okay. So okay. I, I go there and I got a motor. I didn't tell him I didn't have a car. I had a motorcycle. Oh yeah, go get us 50, 15 coffees, Boom, dude. And I, <laughs> um. and I, and I get it. And then they see me like after the day. And there was not a full trash can. There was not an empty coffee pot. Uh, I was, I fucking, you know, I was like, also, they were paying me more than I was getting paid. Right. You selling, were stoked. Selling, you know, signing. And then they go, hey, can we do, hey, we got another run for you to do. And they give me a paper, and then she walks me out, and I get on my motor, she goes, have you been, t- have you been doing this all on a motorcycle? I'm like, yeah. And they go, wow. So the next day. That's they, impressive. <laughs> the next day, they fire, they fire Christian. <laughs> Oh, oh my no. God! And they keep me. Well, on. he took two days off. Exactly. Well, then that's they get, the danger, dude. They get me a company car. Oh, well, they a truck. They go. You could take. You know what? Boom! You took a you, cube. You, you could take. You could take it home. You know, it's a truck. They go. You know what? We need a truck around. You know what? You just drive it home, man. It's just you know. You know, we'll have. They you liked you right <laughs> away, me, dude. I was Sparky. I yeah. was Sparky. And then someone called and asked if I was working there that day. And they go, so Sparky like spread like wildfire. Yeah. You know? And then you find out about the you know the lesbian mom, dad died at thirteen. Oh, everybody wants oh, to talk to you. Everybody. His fucking, story is tragic and beautiful, beautiful. at the and same time. And he's got time. such a positive attitude. <laughs> uh, the the fucking director. If we could all be like Sparky over here. <laughs> and he's from Kansas. Oh my god. Oh, a simple Midwestern boy. boy Come you on. Know, and literally didn't know the depravity I I, I have. Um. So uh, you know, so basically, I, I work on you know, become friends with all like you know, the actors. Fucking think I'm funny and love me, and they you know, they're just the you know, everyone's very very nice. I got a quick sense. Of, got to meet Tim Thomerson, ladies and gentlemen. Tim which, Thomerson, which was like, comedy store guy, right? Yeah, dude, yeah. he's the one the first like the like really theatrical, you know, stagecoach. I was like, oh, dude, this guy's awesome, you know. So like, it was really really cool. Uh, Kevin Hooks, I got you know White Shadow. So and then the my running buddy that was the other P was this guy Roger Cohen who taught me how to scam the system. First White Shadow reference on the show. Yes, uh, yes yeah, yeah. We have yes. Second, for anybody second one today, first one for, on the show. Yeah, first one on the show. Uh, but he taught you how to scam what like double up your uh, mileage and your receipts and, all, all and like shit. yeah. Because yeah. I had such a cherubic face. Because you don't know, you don't realize how much shit you can make. You yeah, know? yeah. You're, you're you're missing out on hundreds of dollars a week. Uh, oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. dude, hundreds. <laughs> yeah. And this is really cool because like. When I needed more money, they go, "Hey, dude, just ask if you, you know, ask, say, hey, you need a little bit more money." So they gave me like, a, I they always found ways to give me more money. That's so, fantastic. Now check this out. This is the this is the crazy story. I'm driving in this truck to the set now. I'm working on the set, and the um, the the uh, uh, head wardrobe or grizzled old man punched out like 
Cary Grant. I mean, like old school, uh, old school, like a wardrober, uh, sees me in this truck and is like, is that, you could take that home? You know, and you're like, yeah, I'm all, I don't know where he's setting me up for. Yells at the Teamsters, yells at, so I get the car, truck, taken, and he just, next day I see him driving the truck, and he's like, ha, ha, ha. Oh. So they all fuck, you get this, now fuck him, now get this. It was actually, I didn't take it so bad, I was like, hey, okay, you win, I get that way this works. They all chipped in and got me like $2,500 to buy a car. Wow. They all, I get, I go, hey, Spark, come to the set. And, and they, I figured out this, whenever they were, like, were running me ragged, like for no reason. It was because they were setting you up for a surprise. They were setting me up for something fucked up. But sometimes, I didn't realize, you know, until like the, the car thing, because I, I can't, t- uh, well, I'll tell the story. Like, uh, they got me my set. They, oh, no, no, this came after. So they, they're running me ragged, and they go, hey, we need you to come to the set. Go, but I got, I got I, I'm sorry, I got Ellie. Go, no, we need to come set now. <laughs> Uh-huh. They go, yeah, here's we all chipped in. Here's 25. And I'm like, oh, crying. You're so sweet. You know, so I, you know, they get me a car. Uh, I buy a car with that. And then, uh, the, and then, like, this is the last day. There's this guy, Jonas McCord. Uh, I think he was a Vietnam vet, but he was a pilot. Very, like, I would say one of my first, like, official, like, LA kind of characters. Not in the like hipster kind of way, but like he wore a top hat. Yeah, he was sunglass. You know, interesting guy. Yeah, like really peacocked in a weird way. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> and they used the, he had a big rub with the 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 the, the UPN, so he would sometimes make force him to ride in my car because it was smaller. <laughs> so just to fuck with the guy, and so he's sitting there. He goes, "Hey, you know, Sparky, yeah, you knew nobody. You get this job." We give you a car, and then when we take it away, we buy you another car. <laughs> you need more money, we get you a little more money. Is there anything else we can get you before we go back to L.A.? And I went, you know, it'd be cool to get a SAG card. <laughs> and he fucking pops open his laptop. He goes, okay, you're a recruit. What do you want to say? And I just said, you know, and I just said, hey, can I wear one of those uniforms? And he said, yes. You know, and then, and then it was, they, sh- you know, they acted as if they, t- you know, it was really. Wow. So they gave me my, you know, I got my, they put my SAG card, came out to LA with a SAG. So the day. So that was how you got out there was basically through this show, show and well, this whole this thing. Out. The, the day I rap, like the next day, the, the, it was, uh, they rap on a Friday. Monday, I pack up my car that they bought. I drive out to LA to my friend Chris Lynn. I'll stay in his couch. And then this lady, um, Carol McCoy, I believe her name is, she uh, was a, uh, she loved, she, you know, I used to call her mom. And so she goes, when you get to LA, you call me because I'll, I'll help you get a job. So she got me a, like a production assistant job at Klasky Chupa. This is early 90s? Early 90s. 90, 90, I came out here and I would have been, it would have been 90, uh, May of, April. May of 90. May of 90. Okay, and you said your mom already lived out here? Yeah. She, she had moved here? She lived here, uh, she moved here in like the late 80s. Okay, 80s, so, so you're so, uh, but you obviously didn't have a very strong relationship terrible. with her because you were, you, you were visiting, you, which makes sense though, you're not going to go live with your mom anyway. Yeah, you would you go were, live yeah, with your you friend. you gung-ho to go sleep on her couch. Well, actually, yeah. that when I came out of the Christmas conversation, I did I did ask her, I go, if I move out here, I, I could use a place to stay. I've never, I, I did this whole thing, I never asked you for anything in my life, you know? And she said I could stay, but you know, then I moved out here like almost an entire year because we had a big riff. She was, uh, there was a big, I don't know if it was her fault, my fault, maybe something in the middle. Uh, you know, we've all lied so much to keep our head, you know, cognitive dissonance. I think mine is generally a little closer to the truth than, than hers. Uh, and, um, but uh, I think I was out here like seven months before she, I even told her I was out here. Oh, uh, okay. So you just, kind of, but which is fine. Your friend was there anyway, and he was totally yeah. cool with you crashing at his place for two weeks, and then his roommate got pissed. Yeah, okay. Uh, Everyone's got that story. There's, uh, there's always a limit to hey, oh, you're you're oh, good. You're good. And, you know, and that's a good thing because trust me, it, it pays. He was. An, so uh, what did you do? 
uh, well, we were in Hermosa Beach, I think. is Good place that, to hang out, yeah, by the way. Yeah, and can I tell you something? I went through my $3,000 stipend that I came out here yeah. like a week and a half. Yeah, because yeah. you were in Hermosa Beach. Beach. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so this girl, Lisa Hyde, who was the assistant costumer on Young Riders, said, hey, there's a room opening up in this house I rent uh, that was on Melrose and Gower. Uh, so... That's right. Not, where I, not right, quite the beach, but right where I live. Yeah, so I, I, I lived there. I felt terrible because I bounced a check to the old lady that owned the place, uh, but I paid her back. You know, you do what I, you got to do to survive. I had no survive. job. I had no job. Yeah. I actually had to call a friend from Kansas and say, "Hey, dude, I promise you, pay, but can you spot me four hundred bucks?" You did know? they do it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You didn't make. Like, I've got that. A lot of people have that story where, Shit like, you find stories. somebody. That I you're like, I need, shit. I need a little bit of just, I need a little bit more, and it's just you're because you're in a survival mode. You're like, if yeah. I don't get this, I'm out of here. I got, oh, I, yeah. I can't stay here anymore. It's this is an, it's, and not only is it hard to break into the business, this is not a cheap no, city, no, not at to all. live in either. You know, and luckily because you know everybody in high school has big dreams, but I was the guy that fucking had the ball. You know, like that ball. You went like, and did it, did it. So they're like, you know, that was what he said. He said he wrote, he wrote me a really like like a big letter saying, don't fucking give up. He didn't yeah. take cash though, right? Yeah. He did. He wrapped the cash. Yeah, because well, I had no, I had no bank, I had yeah. no bank account. You know? Oh right, so a check would have done you. Of got, no well, value. I would have lost automatically like ten percent, whatever, fifteen yeah, percent from that. The, the That's the, cool though. So he was, he gave you the like, I'm, I, I want, I want to yeah, see yeah, you yeah. succeed thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Brian, Brian Gilbert, he wrote me a nice letter. And at this time, I was, I was, I was going, to, I was going to open mics even from Hermosa. I want to say even did the Tuesday like waiting like you know Laugh Factory thing. Oh, God. I get the job yeah. at Klasky Chupo. I'm I'm actually hot because I can do it. Back then, I could do. I had a. I wrote a slick resume, that uh, a little embellished. It was it was so good. All resumes you, are embellished. You well, that's what I'm asking. How much is that? Really... You couldn't catch me. Well, you know, no, no was it was. It looked very nice. For and there was that no time. Google at this. No point. Google at the time. So basically, my friend, in, my friend in Topeka, Kansas, said, "Oh, who's accountant?" Show. Oh, this is a bunch of resumes. Look at these. So I basically mimicked resumes, and I go, wait a second. I just was a production assistant. I know how this shit works. Can you make copies? Do you know how to make coffee? Can you take orders? Can you read a Tom or Thomas or guide. guide? Yeah. Although I didn't know a Tom, but can you find Fuck your way a around Thomas town? Thomas guide. Imagine that. So my resume looked good, and basically said, "Look, I'm a fucking badass gopher." All right, and so I got hired as a producer's assistant. Um, assistant to like basically I was assistant to like three people because and also I came highly recommended off this lady Carol you know okay first of all those guys they're nice enough people but the guy never told me when he was in or out okay so I'm getting yelled at by fucking Fox I'm getting all the like you know and he's not t- so luckily they kind of pushed me over to just being a straight production assistant there you go which was which fine is, yeah to phone me, work was not your per, thing is what being you're saying people's personal assistant like yeah. an assistant like that Dude, is a little too much uh, it's like, the worst I'll go get coffee set up tents boom chairs do pick up garbage uh, uh, but don't ask me to fucking go get follow, your dry cleaning uh, yes which I don't mind but don't me let me don't make me the second guy responsible for where you are at yes and not tell me and, and not, not keep me in the fucking loop me. and yeah. I remember I fucking I like freaked out I like went off on him and go I'm getting yelled at you don't tell me where the fuck you're going and he's yeah. like well don't talk to me that way and yeah. we move over right now <laughs> yeah, like, he goes, move over. And, so uh, let me ask you a question you're in your early 20s at this point right yeah 24 now, now 
production, as we all know, because we've all done it, can be the trap, right? Oh, yeah, Especially yeah. if you come out here to Someone... be an actor or a stand-up or whatever, because production has a long hour, so all of a sudden you can't book the shows you want to book. So at this point, in your head, uh, where what was the end game of being in Los Angeles? Or did you not know? Did you just want to go to the next place? I or were wanted, you? I, I want to get to L.A. Because you didn't have a theater uh, degree, no. right? I just, I, so... just wanted, I just wanted to go to L.A. and do stand-up. Okay. And then this is how things happen. Okay, I just I go... I'm good at making people laugh. Right. Okay. I know I'm good at that. So, how'd you find the rooms to do it? Did you just start asking uh, around? Drama log. Yeah. LA, uh, Weekly. LA Weekly. So uh, yeah, the LA Weekly okay. was very helpful, dude. Now, that's check, how I found everything. Check, yeah. So checked out. So I, I, I want to say I might have went to my first open mic the third day, I, second day I was here. Okay. I, I, okay. I, it was actually, it was at the uh, Beverly Garland, which has, over the years, have tried to do a uh, stand up there years, but I went up there. Like, you know, no one was there, but I I went and did my thing. My buddy Chris drove. That, with that's me. most of the yeah, show. as we all know. <laughs> still, open mics are still the same way. No one's, I, there. no one's ever there. And then I went to Damiano's where Damiano's uh, on Robertson, and uh, Larry Greenblatt, aka Melrose Larry Green, before he went crazy. Well, he's not crazy. Before whatever he was, what he was, and <laughs> and then when I was there at. Uh, at Damiano's, I saw like uh, who who like people that showed up were like guys. Uh, Freddie Stoller, I think, might have popped in. This is basically the. Uh, this is pre mid nineties. So this is like this is ninety one. Ninety one. No, no, no. This is ninety. This is ninety. Ninety. Okay. So basically, the comedy boom was coming to its end. The eighties yeah. comedy boom yeah, was, was trickling over, to yeah. the end. But basically, who I was seeing there was literally the. It would have been the the comedy uh, the young comedian special that Dennis Miller hosted. Half okay. of those guys were kind of walking, you know, like holy yeah. shit, and yeah. you know, like I saw you on HBO. Oh my god, you know, like you, you know, so I'm and like, you're starting Whoa. to notice a different type of 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 stand up, right? Because you're yeah. the, before all you ever do is see these people on TV. You were doing your thing in, my, in Tucson, Tucson. And now all of a sudden, these people are starting to show up to you, the circuit but, you're but, in. But yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like going, oh fuck, and they're and then they're you know obviously maybe going this whatever they're doing like night back yeah. then when I first got here, you could get up. Nine times a week, and not even show up at the comedy store improv laugh factory. Right? Yeah, there was that many open mics tri- or trickle, trickle, yeah. yeah, open mark in. Uh, and then I, I showed up before everybody got burned and said, "I'll never do a stand up show here again." Bingo. When you ask them, exactly. <laughs> and of course, because I was a new guy, I was I wasn't I was getting up last, last, mm-hmm. but I was still fucking plugging away. And then I remember I showed up at this place Zazu's in West Hollywood, right by. Uh, uh, it's like La Cienega and Santa Monica. You're very specific on your stories. Well, no, I'm, I, only reason I bring that up is because I couldn't be more vague when I say something. <laughs> you, I, I see how your brain works. You're always like, I need oh, to well, remember that's, exactly well, that's the intersections in the. Well, Dennis Miller, uh, before he went very right, he's one because he's also good at references. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so uh, that's that's how your brain works. That's anyway. Sorry, works. continue. So you're there. So there was this guy, Bill Torres, uh, who was a legend, one of the greatest guys it should have been. Uh, was kind of like giving me random advice. I didn't know this guy. He wasn't on TV. I didn't see him on HBO. <laughs> yeah, who the fuck are you, buddy? But I do notice a lot of guys were talking to him. Yeah. Okay? And then eventually he actually stayed. You know, like, how? there's no one here, so how can you tell I'm funny? You know? There's no, you know, no one's here. Um, for some reason, everyone at Zazu, like Joey Gaynor, decided to stay. All these guys kind of decided to stay. And I fucking got like laughs. I can't. I don't know what I did. I know I danced. You know, I was fat guy dancing way before it was hip. Um, <laughs> and uh, everyone laughed. Bill Dwyer stayed. I love Bill. Oh, yeah. fuck, he's, take a ride through Bill Dwyer's life. One of my favorite. Uh, he's just got amazing bits. But Bill Torres pulls me aside. He smoke. He smoke. He bums a cigarette and he goes, uh, "You got a car?" I was like, "Yeah." 
all right, pick me up tomorrow. I'll help you. You know, so like I, I was his chauffeur and we worked bit like, <laughs> I remember like, the, it's funny, we wrote a bit, he actually kind of gave me a bit that never worked for him, but I made it my, like goes, yeah. and then I made it my way. It was about the guy who, you know, I can't remember, what was it, uh, you know, there's, I'm the guy in the movie that like, you know, there's the, the good looking guy that gets the chick, there's the jock that gets this. Well, <laughs> I'm the guy in the movie that uh, falls in love with, uh, falls in love with the jock's girlfriend, uh, he dumps her because he gets her pregnant. I take her out, pay for her abortion, nurse her back to health, and then she fucks him at the end of the movie. <laughs> that's the guy I am. I'm the nice guy. Uh, and I was like, that's a good bit. And he's like, I, so I entered a comedy contest. He goes, oh, you do your material. Don't do a new bit. Of course I fucking do. The, you know, I, I get moved to the next level. Nice. You know, so that's when I started getting, you know, so we would go, we would drive around everywhere. And when did you, so you were, but oh, you were so, a comedy store guy, right? So at some not point. Not yet. No, here's oh, what are. happened. This, this is what happened. So this is how I fell into acting. Uh, Before my, you started doing okay, 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 I'm doing stand, I'm doing all the open mics, yes. I'm, I, and I'm you know I'm like getting like people on the open mic circuit. I'm moving from the end to now I'm opening because they know I can right. bring I, yeah, you I make can, people I can, laugh and I people can, stick around. I can, if they get think people it's to stick be. around, and then I would then I would get yeah. also because I was rolling with Bill and Bill was always a crusher. He go Eric goes up then me. You know, like he'd kind of like go, "Hey, I'll go up, but you got to get." You know, so he would dictate the whole. Yeah, he kind of yeah. would, you know. And then it became, I kind of got in on that level, and then um, uh, who was okay? So then my friend Chris Lunda, who said you got to come out to L.A., I lived on his couch. He's now living on my couch, okay, because he got fired, oh. got fired from every job he had, and he's working at Kinko's on Riverside and Pass. This is like ninety. This is uh, um. Would have been August of ninety. Okay, I go in there to write a new an acting resume because I you know I was starting because you know, why not? Uh, why not? I want to be an actor, <laughs> right? You come out to L.A. Uh, I'm still working at Klasky Chupo. I'm writing this, uh, and I'm I basically go, okay. I'm going to make an acting resume like I would make my regular resume. So, you know, and I I put my side thing. So I show up there. I'm going to now get a co- now he's doing it for free because remember computers were a luxury there. Yeah. So he's yeah, dude, come in late. So it's midnight. I'm now going to get it copied. This awesome lady, Laura Matuk, comes up to me, and she's just sitting there. She goes, that's a really nice-looking resume. I go, well, well, thank you, ma'am. She goes, you're good. I go, what do you mean? She goes, I don't know who the fuck you are, but it looks like you've done stuff, but not enough. That I can check it out? I can, I can check yeah. it out and say that you're <clears throat> lying. She goes, and she asked, like, because um, uh, she said, I, I, did, uh, I, I did meet the guy that booked... Um, Comic Strip Live, and he got me a couple spots at the Laugh Factory. Really cool guy. I can't remember what it is. He, he, he got me some spots at the Laugh Factory. Of course, I crushed. But you're funny. Go live for spots. Never got a spot. Right. Um, <laughs> so he asked if I knew that. She asked if I knew. I go, yeah, go, yeah. That's the guy who got me my spots at the, at the Laugh Factory. So whatever. So she goes, hmm. You know, a friend of mine's looking for someone in your type for a Whoopi Goldberg movie. And I go, oh, well, how do I go about doing that? And she goes, here on. She Writes a note, and then she goes, you know what? I should introduce my friend Valerie McCaffrey as well. She writes this really nice note going, hi, this is my new friend Eric. He is so funny, so talented. You should bring him in on anything. This is all happening at Kinko's. At fucking Kinko's. At midnight. At midnight. She <clears throat> slaps, and she who goes, is this woman? Laura Matuk. She comes into my life every once in a while. But she's, what does she do for... She's uh, been around. She's like, you know, production. She Apparently, a, she's a fairy godmother. She's a fairy well, yeah, godmother. Yeah. She, she's worked But she for, wasn't like a casting agent or, or director. She's, she's worked in... Ca- she's she has. basically okay. She's like... She assists a lot of... Like, she was personal assistant. Like, so she had enough pull. She knew... Pe- like, she knew Valerie. Okay. Like, she knows And, and who is this person that you're Valerie? 
Right. Valerie Kaif, she was head of casting at okay, Universal. Okay, so she's at the time. okay. All right. Good God. Okay, so so, so uh, this is the way the story was told to me. I eventually get my. Uh, uh, headshot. As I say, you didn't have a headshot at this moment, right? You were I, just faking a resume fake at this resume, point. Yeah. yeah, I my buddy Chris just took a pictures of me doing. You know, took a couple pictures. I was just getting them reproduced because my friend Dave Garrett uh, knew a good place, uh, like an everybody inexpo- knows a place, right? An inexpo- no, we actually it was like made in like Missouri, but okay. they were like literally half the price okay. of to get them in L.A. Um, so I get my. So this is two weeks afterwards. I. Put the post-it on top of the headshot, and I that the woman wrote that the woman wrote hand wrote, you know, not business like, and I send it to Valerie McCaffrey at Universal, who she gives me address to. But it's all handwritten. This is the way the story was told to me that her assistant was like, and look, how does this person think? I'm even going to open this. Let's see who this guy, is. and then and sees the note and gives it to Valerie. <laughs> I get brought in for a small, uh, for a nice small role in this movie called Prom Child Two. Yeah, John okay. Ritter, baby, baby John Ritter. I go, so check this out. So I get an audition. I'm like, oh, good this, God. this is every this is first of everything for everything we're talking about right now is yeah, yeah, first yeah. first. <laughs> so check this. I call I call I call Bill. I Bill. I go Bill. I, I, I got an audition, and he goes, "What's the fuck? It's this movie, Problem Child." He goes, "Oh, what? That's John. You know, you know, that's wow." Because Problem Child made a lot of money. Yeah, it was a big movie. Yeah. You know, and uh, he goes, uh, "Okay, let's first watch Problem Child." So we watch. He goes, "So I get the sides." He goes. It's really cool. This is one of the coolest things. Uh, we I, we do a, a set somewhere, and he goes, "Look, I've not been very good at this, but I know I can help you be good at this. So let's work on this audition." So we go to the Rock and Roll Denny's on Sunset. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he makes me get up, like we're working on it. No, no, get up and do it. And like since I don't know anything about acting, he goes, "You know what'd be funny here? You know that scene in in um." Oh, no, wait, so that wasn't what the scene, but like whatever, he just, he had me, he goes, he just made me do so, and so I'm in the middle of Denny's, like doing this audition with him at fucking mid, you know, two yeah. in the morning, you know, so we would get done at whatever, then it Sounds like your success comes between midnight and 2 a.m. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. Dude, you're right, what the fuck am yeah. I doing going in early? I didn't go yeah. back to that. <laughs> so I go in there, he goes with me to the fucking audition. Wow. Oh, nice. Wow. Okay. I mean, well, he had no choice because you drive him everywhere. Yeah, so he, had to he, he was in the you. car. He was trying to go to the grocery yeah, store. Yeah. He came with me on the audition hey, as I was supposed to take him to the bank. In hindsight. But. And check this. I, so I want to say the audition was like at 2.30 in the afternoon. So I have to leave work. I got an audition. They're like, hey, go on. Come kid from Kansas. Hey, look at this guy. Go get him, Sparky. Just go get him, Sparky. So I go to the audition. I go in there. And this is what's so cool. The first audition, uh, Valerie puts me on video. And she's like, Hey, yeah, you're Laura's friend. How long do you know? I go, oh well, you know, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I kept it vague. I kept it vague, going, oh, about a couple months now, because it'd been like about a month since this whole process. And she goes, where are you from? I go, uh, I'm from Kansas. I, you know, he goes, uh. play the Kansas angle, kid. <laughs> How old are you? I'm 24, but I'm 21. You know, <laughs> wow. And you don't got an agent, no. So I, I read, I, I read the sides for her, and she's like, uh, where are you from again? Uh, Kansas. Wow. Uh, how old are you? Uh, 21. Wow. Um, you don't have an agent? No. Wow. Okay, so um, so then we, I get a call back like two weeks later. I go in. Now I'm with the producers and everything. Bill comes with me to the call back. I don't know if he actually went to the first. I know he was there at the call back because this is why. And what's going to have to leave work, go to the call back. It sounds like I'm fucking doing a set in there. I mean, be there laughing. They're and... laughing at fucking everything. Right. I come out towards because 
because, you know, let's be quite honest. And also you find in the story of this, uh, they wrote the script in two weeks because it got greenlit. It was happening. You know, this, you know, it yeah. wasn't the, but like at that point, so it, it was actually, the scene was funny. It's about a bunch of movers and I'm like fucking up their shit and stuff. You know, classic comedy. Um, and Bill's like, you're not doing, I go, wow. He goes, they don't act like that. So we're about ready to walk out. She comes running out. She goes, hey, we want you to read for a bigger part. Jesus fucking So she hands me the, the sides. Fuck? I know, dude. She hands me the fucking sides. I go, hey, can I go work on this? This is this is talking about stupidity at its best that works in your advantage. I leave. I go down to the fat burger on uh on uh where uh Kawanga and um uh, Lancashire hit on uh yes. sure that, that fat yes. burger there. Yeah. He I got a, I'm pumping coffee in a bill because he fell asleep. I mean, he's tired. <laughs> so I'm pumping coffee into my call work saying, uh, uh, uh they have me read for a bigger part. They go, We'll take care of it. Just fucking stay. Oh, they don't say fucking stay. Right, they're, right, they're, right, they're excited right. for you, too. <laughs> they're yeah, very yeah. excited because this is all happening so fast. I'm there for like 45 minutes. In the audition or at the Fat Burger? At the Fat Burger. Okay. I go back. They go, wow, we were about ready to tell you not to come back. I go, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> I went in there, and, and this is where Bill's going, hey, hey, you know that thing in a... Um, 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 uh, Deer Hunter, you know, with the... the uh, D.D. Mao. The D.D. Mao. D.D. Mao, D.D. Mao. He goes, do this line like... Uh, like him, like going, you're playing fucking uh, like you're r- Russian roulette. Because the line is, you're gonna hurt, and there's a oh, you're gonna hurt. Because do it like you know. So he's like doing all. We're coming up with things and bits. I go in there, fucking slay. Not quite as good as the whatever. But you had just gotten that. Just whereas got you had it. To prepare the other one. So for a I while. do it, and then um, then they call me in for a screen test. I'm living with Mike Miratori. I don't know if you know Mike. Yeah, Miratori. yeah. It's like yeah. Mike. Mike Miratori is my. This is how fucking cool Mike is. Uh. I get kicked out of the house because Chris is my friend Chris that I lived on his couch gets me kicked out of the house that I do from that house <laughs> because the lady whatever we get kicked out right. Mike Miratori fucking says hey you can sleep on our my couch until we get a three bedroom uh, which is a bunch of other sh- I mean so Mike hooked me up yeah and he goes hey uh, my his girlfriend at the time was an working at, had worked as an actress he goes oh, it must be between you and another person if you're screen testing so I do the screen test whatever okay a month goes by. I call up and I go, hey, you know, because I don't have an agent. Yeah. And they're like, I go, I, I go, yes, you know, I don't mean to bother Valerie, but, you know, if you heard anything, she goes, no, don't bother Valerie, but we haven't heard anything, but I've heard your name a lot here. Okay, Eric? I've heard your name a lot, so make sure I have your number. Okay. And this is pre-cell phone. You still have no cell phone, so you're going to have to give a number. I have a pager. Pager, okay. I have a, pa- I have a pager. Now, do you have from, a text pager? Do you have work. a pager that makes a no, lot of no, colors? No, so it's the number. No, you got to call it it's, back. It's just the number. And you can just do numeric, okay? <laughs> okay, so then I go to see a way. I think I go to, uh, it's January. No, it's December 30th or 31st. I came to myself. I go, you know what? If I don't get the phone call by 5 o'clock, I, I guess I didn't get it because this has now been a, a almost a four month process. Yeah, I'm at I'm, I'm standing with Mike Muratori, my friend Chris Lundahl. I go, uh, I guess I didn't get it. Ring, ring, and we're like, That's <laughs> wow, <weird>. is it <laughs> Valerie? Dude, we're doing Problem Child Six. We need you back in here. Yeah, life and so, timing. Uh, so she called. You know, it's her, and I'm like. Uh, hello. She goes, "Hi, it's Valerie." I go, "Hi, Valerie." You know, and then she, you know, she goes, "I got the part." And of course, she lowballs me. You only pay, you know, it only pay scale. I'm like, "Fuck." Because you're the kid from Kansas. Well, but it's my only my first what role. Do you for care? What do yeah, I give a shit fuck. about? Scale's awesome in the nineties. Four hundred dollars, four hundred fifty bucks a day, or whatever yeah, that weekly dude. rate was. Yeah. And uh, and she goes, uh, "You really, you know, uh, it's." She goes, "I go any any advice?" She gave me two advice. She goes, "Well, you should get an agent." 
as soon as possible. I go, okay, I go, well. And I, I go, you know, my, my bill said always at. Go, I go, hey, well, do, do you know how I can do that? Like, always be the dumb guy. He goes, you're young. Be dumb. You know, be act like, oh, how would I go? How does someone go about doing that? You know, and she goes, hmm, let me think. And then, uh, and she goes, but you really probably should get into an acting class because it took you a long time to work on that, you know, for the callback. Well, two things. One, I had to drive to Fatburg at Coffee and Bill. <laughs> and three, you didn't know I what didn't the know, fuck the process I, I, was. I, I, I'd taken two acting classes, you know, in college, you know what I'm saying? So, right. so I said, okay, that's good. Thank you. So uh, it's funny. So um, me and him, me and Bill do some sets that night. We're all fucking stoked. We get the agent's guide book, you know, yeah. by that. And, we, you know, we're going through all these agents. And the first one we picked was this agency called Spotlight, which in the 90s, was what Omnipop became in the night uh, in the in the two thousand. Basically, they were the first ones to handle stand ups and make them over to TV. They had Lenny Clark, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, they had everybody yeah. who done st- uh, stand up. Then, of course, you know there was William, all this other shit. I shit you not. January first, my phone rings at nine in the morning, and I go hello. He goes hi. This is Scott Lippman at Spotlight. I went. I'm, he goes. I'm friends. He goes. I'm friends with Valerie McCaffrey. And I go, you mean Spotlight at, uh, I can't remember, like 625 Wilshire Boulevard. He goes, oh, so you've heard of us. I go, it's funny. I was going to send you a letter uh, and a resume on, uh, you know, Monday when it's a working day. And he goes, well, uh, why don't I just save you the trouble? Why don't you just come in? And they signed me like on the spot because she recommends you. She and recommended you'd already you're, gotten a movie role, yeah, and yeah, like they, you learned very quickly that. So that's... and it was a, so, so it was it was a pretty cool year. Like I booked a TV series. Uh, what show? It it was called <laughs> it was called Our Old School. It was uh, Fred Silverman. Once again, I go into audition for something that they wanted to make a local hire in Florida, and prompted on two shot in Florida. And the cast director of Florida said the person you want for this role is living in L.A. Okay, and his name's Eric Edwards. So Fred Silverman's like, oh, you're going to be the fucking, you know, it was a, one of the first syndication kind of deals. Okay. Ah. So it did air. We made seven, you know, and it was like uh, Norman Fell was in it. Uh, all these. All, Norman Fell, for those that you don't know, Three's is Company. Stanley Roper. From Three's Company. Yeah. Basically, the premise was is that uh, some guys couldn't get into dorms, so they had to live in an old folks' home. Thematically, <laughs> you, know, them- thematically you were tied to a lot of people from Three's Company. Is yes, that what I was. It was funny because I went to Norman Fell and go, hey, I just worked with John. Now if I can get Suzanne Summers and. <laughs> Yeah. And he went, good so luck you, with that. You know? <laughs> I was like, well, well, yeah, he was like, fuck so you her, did probably. The, so you did do the Thighmaster commercials. Yes, then. I okay, did. Okay, good. Yes, that was your only thigh. way. You did infomercials. Uh, Meaning that he did not get along with her? Is that why he said good luck? No, 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 she was a, uh, she was a pain. If you watch any of the well, behind-the-scenes stuff. not so much stuff. that. As I also mentioned the other, Joyce DeWitt was, yeah, you know, but yeah. he, he was just like, who's this fucking right. young guy coming in hot? Who's Sparky? Yeah, who's... a different Sparky. And also, but then when I, you know, because I can steal a fucking scene. Right. Yeah, as you all know. And I, what my character was, I lived in the 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 addict of the room they were renting like it was really a funny because I would just come down for one thing it you were like Val Kilmer that weird guy in Real Genius bingo that's exactly it that's exactly yeah. where I was uh, so uh, you know I I uh, did that and then I ended up getting um, a uh, there was oh there there was an op- there was a uh, Amelia Foreman was going to do this movie on a, uh, a white uh, the, uh, a white guy that got into sumo wrestling Okay, so I was large, very physical. You know, at this point, let, let's oh. let's just stop there for one second. We, um, We're gonna do a part two because this I'm, I, this is only year one, my friend. I know. Yeah, we'll probably we'll ha- we can definitely have you back. But I mean, yeah. but the, but the the question is, where where were you? Um, 
the 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 weight gain thing for you at this point. I were was, you still? I was, I was overweight. I was actually getting heavier. You were getting heavier as time was going oh, by. Oh yeah, dude. Because you know, we I'd eat at the place we do stand up. Then we go to another place. I would grab a snack there. Yeah. Then, no workout in place. Uh, no workout in place. Yeah. You kidding me? And then I. But in college, you said you were like forty over. So uh, at 40, this point, 50, yeah. So you were still not. You weren't like. Oh, that's probably seventy five at this point. At this point, okay. Oh, so yeah. you were almost doubling down on yeah. what you were in, in, yeah, yeah, in yeah. college. Okay. And. Uh, you know, still, you know, physical as shit. You know what I'm saying? And smoking, you know, anywhere between a pack and two pack a day. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, love that. So habit. it's a, not a recipe for a heart attack or oh, anything. Oh, not at all. Yeah. And I, you know, all the lies and stuff. You know, oh, I got no cholesterol. I have no idea. I never went and saw a doctor. <laughs> right. um, so, uh, okay, well, you know, then I ended up getting this. Um, I end up going, you know, read for a bunch of stuff, callbacks, not, you know, whatever. Uh, then I uh, I go for an open call uh, for the, the sumo thing because, you know, there was an open call, so I just showed up, and they were like, so I got to meet with the casting director. There was no script at the time, so I just met with her. Um, and this, this would have been the summer or something like that. Then I get cast in a Paul Mazursky movie. I worked with a lot of great directors on their bombs, yeah. not their success. What was- ah, it was called The Pickle. On paper, hilarious. fucking hilarious. It just didn't seem to work when it was done, you know? Yeah. But it was awesome experience, because it's Paul fucking Mazursky. Um, and... Uh, you know, I get, the, I, you know, I, so everyone at Spotlight's very happy with me right now. So I, I go to New York and at the production office in, uh, uh, for the pickle, in the same like place where they had the production office, there was a thing for the Hell Camp, which was the name of the uh, sumo movie. You know, it's Milos fucking Foreman. Um, so I walk in and say, hey, uh, have they cast the party? No, no, no. So I go, I, I, I think I fly home that day. Back to L.A. I go to the public library. I Xerox. I go fucking find a book on sumo. Because the big thing is I'm too short. Like, I'm too small. You know? Right. Like, I'm not, I'm not like, big sumo. I'm, I'm, yeah. Uh, I'm small for a sumo. Okay? That, yeah, I'm, but, yeah. Okay. So, at this point, I'm small for a sumo. So, I go and I Xerox all these fucking famous sumo wrestlers that were, like, around my statistics. So, I do all the pictures and I write, I go, I write, oh, yeah, but can he cry on Q? Uh, can this guy, has this guy worked with John Ritter? You know, I was, like, all this, like, shit, you know. <laughs> I was, like, and I fucking sent it there. Uh, a week later, or, like, a month later... <laughs> A month later, there was this, uh, I don't know, there's this girl that everyone thought was 13, later, who was like, at one time, the youngest person to do like uh, a stand-up on TV. Later, we found out she was actually 22, but this is like, not yeah. relevant, but basically, she's supposedly a child. She goes, hey, Eric, are you with Spotlight? I go, yeah, I'm with Spotlight. She goes, I don't want to scare you, but I, I heard, uh, I don't know if it was Jack someone who was with them was on stage going, yeah, my fucking agency just went fucking under. And I went, what? <laughs> so I sure should I call? Because then that night before I go to the gig, I get a call from Milos Forman's production office. Say, hey, Milos Forman wants to meet with you tomorrow. And I'm like, but uh, so I'm trying to call my agents to one, tell them, and also maybe they can give me a fucking script. Right. You know? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. No one's here right now. I'm like, what? Uh, <laughs> Um, no one's ever coming back they, either. They're, they're, uh, they're <laughs> they went restru- out for cigarettes. They're restructured. I'm like, what? So I go up this thing. Milos, everyone thinks I had read the script. Oh fuck! Uh, and I go, and I fucking blow. I fucking literally. I it was. They were. They weren't letting me go to Fat Burger with Bill Torres to they work were, on the audition. Oh. He goes, hey, do you want to take a look at this? I go, yeah, can I take a look at it a second. Literally, I and I turned around, going for the door. They go, you ready? Uh, uh, and as opposed to saying, no, I'm not. I should have said, no, I'm no, not. No, I just got I, these. Literally, again, I, you don't know. I mean, I mean, but it's one of those things I wish I was as stupid and as honest and going, you know what? I uh, do. I go, I, I haven't read a script. Uh, no, I'm not ready. Can I 
can give me forty minutes to look or thirty five minutes to look at this? You know, and I, I'm sure he would have said, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I went there, and I fucking just sucked, suck, 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 suck. That project got canceled, but whatever. So I'm now agentless. Then I get this whatever uh, with this who is now a big agent now that I end up suing. <laughs> just All right. then. Uh, <laughs> that was the first one, and then I ended up hooking up with um, like Parallel Entertainment at the time. And uh, what it was okay. Oh, around that time, I uh, I auditioned at the Comedy Store, get paid, you know, become a paid regular. Um, Do your three minutes? I think, your three yeah, minutes three, to wow, and I or maybe you know, six minutes, I maybe six. Because this was a nice. So they were giving us a little bit more time then. You know, we'll so, go with six then. So six. You know, I crush it. Uh, you know, I, I'm leaving. I go to say goodbye to uh, whoever was there. You know, I can't remember. It, it, this is years ago. This uh, would have been what about the mid 90s? It would have been 91. 90, well, still 92, early 90, it would have been, okay. been 91. 91. And I think I just got into an acting class because I was with this manager who said, You need an acting class. So, uh, oh, because you know what? I blew, a, I blew a spinoff on Married with Children. Um, because it was thick, like, so you really hadn't taken the acting class thing seriously at this point. I mean, but then again, I can understand how you wouldn't because yeah, because things were going pretty well for you. Yeah, I, I took a cold ring. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, Sparky was crushing. Let's Sparky just put it that was, way. Actually, I was no longer Sparky because I met the real Sparky at the time. At this point, oh, okay. Eric Edwards was fucking was crushing. crushing. Okay, all right. Um, so I go. Uh, you Wait, know, let me ask you a question. At this time. Were you because obviously we all know that there are certain stereotypes that Hollywood likes to work within. Mm-hmm. Did you did you know? Were you very aware? And oh, yeah. Did you take advantage of the fact they're like, oh, he's a big guy, he's a big oh, funny guy. Yes, I okay. was. I had so you no, made okay. I was not like you were not ignorant to that. I part was of it. fucking. I was joking around, going, "You're going to pay me by the fucking pound," okay. you know. And then like uh, my friend goes, "That's more than Costner makes," you know, pre water world, you know. Yes. Uh, so. I was, you know, I was definitely, I was embracing that as much okay. as humanly possible. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, I was, cr- I was doing stand-up crushing. And yeah. you're going, but here's the thing. So you're going through, like John always sees other red-bearded guys at auditions. Or were there any other people that you were just, con- that, the joke that was, you always ran the circuit with? And did any of them ever get to see the same success at that time that you were? No. Or did you end up becoming the getting, guy? You were the guy. I was getting most of the stuff. They were getting were my, my, my leftovers. I want to say <laughs> it was John, John Panette, uh... And uh, this, God, this this kid Scooter, God rest his soul, um, and John Panette passed. Yeah, too, right? yeah. Oh shit! Ralphie May hadn't popped around yet. Okay, hadn't got here yet. I think he was still in Texas. But you were that size. You were John Panette size. Not quite that. Oh, I was three seventy five at my biggest. Wow. Okay. okay. Uh, definitely moved better than all those guys. Cast right. for me, Ralphie May. Um, and then um, uh, who else was there? Uh, um, Scooter. Oh, Ron Lester came in in the tail end. Who he also he he was more of the tail end of my my. my he was like I kind of set the way for him at one point. Chris Farley, I want to say, then just got picked up at uh, SNL. So it would have been like ninety three ish. Okay, that's when I was starting like making my yeah. big climb. Ninety two, okay. ninety three. Yeah, was, uh, yeah, right around there. Because the big thing was uh, when I get got Sergeant Bilko. They wanted to make it basically a, an all, almost an, an entire, as much SNL cast as possible. Like, you know, with Martin, Chris Rock, yeah. all those guys, Phil Hartman, uh, like kind of all the, you know, Dan Aykroyd. And it, the big riff was the studio wanted Farley, the director wanted me. Whoa. Okay, so that, that, that's like the big feather in my cap. Right. You beat out Farley for I, a role. And Pan- yeah, that was, that was the big, that was the big, fe- that was the big feather in my cap because the director wanted me. And I could have been because he'd heard, you know, maybe, you know, we know Chris. Like, right, right. Like to do. Maybe, he didn't want to deal with it. 
possibly, or yeah. he just liked me because I, I tried really hard. Because his thing, he, he had the coolest philosophy. He said they asked me, "Would you ever ever would you want to hire the person that wasn't an actor?" I mean, this is, I had been training acting. I've been really studying acting very hard at this point. I was at Playhouse then. I was this like, is how many years? This would have been ninety three. Like ninety two, so a couple years after that, and then, yeah, okay, like okay, right, pretty right. much right after Spotlight went under, and the the man, the interim manager, I got, I did get an acting class. Okay, like okay. I did start. Did that for a couple years, and then you got Sergeant Bilko. Uh, like yeah, about a year. About a year, year. afterwards. I was okay. really, you know, that's when I met Jeff Goldblum, and that's one of the reasons why I took the class because I showed. Oh, up. Jeff Goldblum was your teacher. Was one of the teachers. One of the yeah. teachers. Like okay. I showed up at this place. It was the cheap. It was the most inexpensive place in town. Uh, this place called Playhouse West, and I walk in there and I'm like, okay, what's this? What's this shit about? And then yeah. Jeff Goldblum walks in and sits at the front of the class. I'm like, <laughs> now you and, know. What and this Jan Karam was sitting next to me. Oh, nice, Jan Karam. Jan Karam. Yeah. Back then, she was the mid- she's still gorgeous, but yeah. this was 1992 or 91. Jan Karam. Yeah. This is Letterman favorite. Jan Boom. Karam. Yes. Oh, and she's. I go, you're Jan Karam, and we start, you know, you know, comics, and she's borrowed like I meant from me. She was aw- so awesome. So yeah, awesome. she's always been, every time I run into her, she doesn't know who I am, but she's always doesn't very she's nice. So, but one of the nicest yeah. people you ever seen. So, but not only that, but she was funny and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like that's why you got into comedy. Um, <laughs> and uh, just for Jan Karam, just for that was Jan it. Karam. Back then, it was just her. Just that's all you her. needed. Okay. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and I go, I go. Is that Jeff? She goes, yes, that's Jeff Goldblum. And they're only charging one forty-five a month. I go. She goes. Yes. I go. Wow. That's like. I mean. Yeah. I. I was like. That's. They, obviously, they're not trying to make money off. Yeah, of Yeah. They actually cared. So to an extent, at least that's what it seemed like on yeah, the surface. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, but you stayed involved with that I'm forever. Sti- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'm still okay, there. So. I'm still there peripherally. Uh. And um. So you know, I'd study classes. So I. Get, so I, when I did get to Belco, I was. I did know how to. I was acting. I and then I just did a. I just did like a senior trip. Uh. With a. Uh, two-time Academy Award-nominated actor Jer- uh, Jeremy Renner. Uh, oh. Matter of fact, I'm the reason why he does not have illegitimate children in Canada, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> well, uh, senior trip that was a National Lampoon. National movie? Lampoon, yeah. my friend, yeah. and uh, my friend, uh, my friend Jeff T gave me a. Gro- All my friends gave me a gross of condoms, ah. thinking that I would be, you know, I'm gonna to Canada. I'm gonna be fucking like a, you know, but they, they forgot that it was me going there with my low <laughs> self-esteem. Uh, and Jeremy was like right, right across from me, and every every night he'd knock on. Hey, like, can I get one of those condoms? Yeah, and then I, eventually it just got to the point where I would just I take the, the goddamn box, Jeremy. No, no, no. It was <laughs> it was a knock. I would just pop it underneath the because I still had hope. Yeah, that maybe you're right. Don't give him the whole box. Uh, sure, yeah, at sure. the time, you know. But you know that if you were to give the box away immediately, you would find someone to have sex with. Of course, yeah. and I didn't know, but I didn't play that card because that always works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, yeah. I had to hold on to him. So. uh so I I'd been doing some and I'd been making some noise from make I started making I had a commercial campaign and shit like that so I got hit Let me a ask you a question though um Steve Martin we all know I mean yeah. that's like I mean, that's so, creme de la creme of comedy s- were you I, not once if I heard in this time I mean you were you were definitely playing the the the, the role you wanted in mm-hmm. were you ever intimidated no. and were you were you intimidated by him at all or at, when you you know what I mean it's Steve fucking oh, no, Martin let me let, let's just say something you remember I told you about that film called The Pickle yeah. yeah. Okay. Now it's Paul fucking Mazursky. It was Favored Nations. So here I'm on this I'm on this set, and the guy who's like my running buddy, like one of the three guys, is this guy Jeffrey Blake, who was in like in Young Young Guns, and uh, this um, God I can't th- uh, Brett, Brett Hinkley, uh, who actually was I just saw him on like Jacob's Ladder. You oh, know wow. what I'm saying? So like wow. I'm like oh yeah, yeah, but they were they were huge parts, right? 
But they were like they had definitely been through the trenches. They, you know, um, Jeffrey uh, Jeffrey Blake was like he was, you know, he best friends with the Estevez. You know, he grew up with all those, so he he kind of gave me the shakedown. Ali Sheedy was in the movie, Isabella Rossellini. So I was all really intimidated. Matter of fact, I was so intimidated that I'm literally just the hat in the pickle behind these guys. You yeah. know what I'm saying, and Brett pulled me aside and said, "Dude." Stop acting that way. They wouldn't have hired you unless you could fucking do the part. Like, right. he kind of gave me that speech. Okay. Yeah, you know, because he just looked at the playback and was like, dude, man, Jeffrey's like, you know, he's he's blocking you out. You're like hiding, yeah. Yeah. He goes, man, dude, you, you know, quit acting this way, man. They hired, they, Isabella Rizzolini's busy doing her part. She can't do your part, so you got to do your part, right? you know? Yeah. And I was like, it was a really cool, like, Speech. You're I got here from. because you're, you're good. Good, exactly. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be into. You could be. You could be starstruck or whatever. But when they say action, you you are here for a reason. So then, so by the time I got to, and then of course, do my th- on senior trip. Literally, I was fucking stealing. I mean, Matt yeah. Fuer was like, dude. You, you know, if you don't like your, let me because he knew. If, you know, he was with you guys. I could get you. You know, everybody was helping. You know, was like, I'm on this. I mean, I was stealing shit that people didn't even. You know, they were they, people would come up to me and go, "What did you do this time after we left the scene?" You know, people ever get really upset with you? Did anybody be like, "Hey, man, can you knock that shit off?" Never, Jeremy. Okay. Never, ever, Jeremy, and never, ever anybody that went to become something right. really, really petty, big. petty motherfuckers might have been might, like, yeah. "Hey," because they couldn't because they couldn't keep up with you. Yeah, and you were then overshadowing them. And I gotta tell you something, Jeremy, that dude, he's got so he. I remember he he was fucking always really cool. And I'm so I would not have been able to make it through that entire experience if it wasn't for him because he was just a really just he just was he was my my house burns down day one I'm on the fucking set uh, in Canada my fucking apartment burns fucking down so all your shit's gone all my shit's gone like I get a call I call my roommate to see how he's doing and I call Wait, his your work. shit in L A I'm oh in Canada my God. I'm in Canada and I call work and I go hey is Kurt there and they're like um. This is no. Fire Marshal Bill. They go, uh, they go, oh, he's he's off. Uh, he had to take a personal day. I go, uh, is he? Hey, well, his apartment burned down. What? His apartment in you L.A. His apartment is my, my apartment, apartment, right? And then Jeff T. I don't know if you know uh, Jeff Tarpley, uh, Sherry Shepard's ex-husband, who wasn't that at that point. Uh, he, uh, he. I'm like, I don't even know where the fuck he's at. It's even. A lot, I have no clue what's going on because wow. no one's in there. You know? So. Jeremy gives me a hug because I'm like fucking my light, you know. Yeah, I'm all fucking whatever. The good thing it goes back to the good thing you travel light. Bingo. No, that's exactly that's another reason. Not why, a collector. So why I was you know, and also we lost a, an apartment to the earthquake like a couple months earlier. Jesus, oh, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. it was it was a bunch of bullshit. The nor- you which one was that? It that was Northridge. Northridge. It was in Northridge. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, so, so when I met with Steve Martin, this was a cool because I was pretty, uh, you know, I was like, uh, first guy that showed up that I meet was I met uh, uh, Max Casella, fucking awesome guy. Doogie, you know, he's big, now he's done shitloads of stuff since then. Yeah. But he just came off Doogie Howser. Uh, what is the, he, Max Casella, uh, what did he do in Doogie Howser? Was he was he, Doogie's best he friend, was right? He best Vinny, friend. Vinny, Vinny, Vinny dude, the most popular guy in the fucking world. Like, at that time, more, more popular, more people went up to him. Then then Steve Martin, yeah, at the time, you know, like, hey, Vinny, you know, um, and then uh, another cat was this guy, um, uh, Mitchell Whitfield, who just came off of my cousin Vinny. So, like, I was like, oh, and they're real cool cats, you know, we're talking, and then uh, Jenny Piccolo, the girl who played Jenny Piccolo on Happy Days, Happy Days, Phil, she's Phil Silver's daughter. Holy shit, she, she goes up to me, she goes, <laughs> she looks at me, she goes, you know, you're playing a legend, right? 
And I was like, oh, uh, yeah. I was like, she was real. Like, you know, and I, I, was, I wasn't too mad. I was, like, was she in it? Yeah, yeah, she played oh. uh, Chris Rock's sidekick oh, okay. in the movie. Okay, uh, but you know, she was like, I get it because she probably sat on this guy's lap. Yeah, you know, so I, I kind of, you know, I, I was she trying to intimidate, or was she kind of just I, messing with you a little bit? I don't know, but afterwards, she after the table read, she couldn't have been. She, she like hugged me. You earned like, your badge, basically. Yeah, and this was so cool. So I show up for the table read. There's Ackroyd, all these people. And they go, you know, we're going around introducing ourselves and what part we did. And I go, hey, I'm um, uh, Eric Edwards. I'm playing Private Doberman. Steve Martin looks, perks up and look, looks at me, okay? I do the fucking thing. I'm getting laughs off of fucking, you know, I'm really crushing the table read. He comes fucking, as soon as they, you know, we're done, he comes walking up and goes, I'm Steve Martin. Nice to meet you. And I was like, oh, uh, you know, of course, I, I'm terribly starstruck at this point. Well, it's Steve fucking Martin. Martin. It's not like you're just meeting some asshole. You're meeting hey, Steve hey, fucking uh, Martin. Yeah, it's like, but it's like where you wish you were a little more confident, you know, because I wish. Hi, Mr. Steve Martin. I'm Eric. I just shit my that, pants. That's, you know, I'm a big talker, as you cannot, you know, can tell. Uh, Steve is more of a quiet cat. Yep. You know, he yeah. likes, he, he's more of a quiet cat. Matter of fact, I did my famous line at one time where uh, it's time for me to, it's time for me to. I'm feeling a little anorexic. I better get some food. He goes, yeah, uh, anorexics aren't, aren't that funny, are they? And I was like, oh, mother. <laughs> I was like, you just took the funny out of the Yeah, team. thanks Where's for that. the arrow in the head, man? Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's, he could have been nice, uh, more of an, uh, just a nicer guy. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I was Ackroyd. Oh, dude, this is the coolest thing. So we go to rehearsal down there, you know, and Ackroyd, he, you know, obviously I probably remind him a little bit of John yeah. and John Candy. Because, yeah. oh, John Candy, I had actually replaced John Candy in Little Rascals uh, earlier that year, I think. Yeah, because I just did Beverly Hillbillies. And then I played a lot of famous TV, ca- like, I, you know. It was a lot of remakes back a then. A lot of remakes, wow, yeah. That's uh, yeah, cool, I played though. Spanky's dad, and then I, uh, oh I you know, um, and then I, uh, on the Beverly Hillbillies, Fat Elmer was, I guess, Roy Clark. Who That's who Roy Clark played in the oh, series. Oh, no shit? Yeah, so Jesus. I had a nice little run. I was doing all the TV remakes. Um, so uh, we're first day of rehearsal. And, and we're Max, uh, everybody that's in the platoon, uh, Pamela Adelarn. Uh, who uh, Pamela Siegel, who's on Louie. Yeah, Louie, and was in matter uh, fact, uh, Californication. California, matter of fact, uh, trivia on the set, uh, she, uh, for some reason, uh, decided to show me and John Ortiz her breast. Hey, all right. <laughs> Just one of them? She, no, both. She walked okay. out of her trailer and she went like this. And then Just for it, absolutely no and, reason. And then, and then John and I just looked at each other and went, Thank you. High five. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, well, that's what we were going to say. It was like, you know, huh? it was very cool. So uh, we're first day of rehearsals. We're sitting, we're talking. Then I go out to smoke a cigarette. Dan Ecker comes out and goes, hey, can I blow one of those? And oh I'm like, oh. Get the fuck out of here smoking uh, cigarettes. I know. I'm Ackroyd. like, you know, come on. And I wish I could have parlayed because I know some people that know how to parlay that shit yeah. so fucking well. I was just never that guy, dude. I don't think there's anything wrong with not being that guy. You know, you know but I it's mean? okay. Like, no, well, like in other words, like I've never been the most. I'm I'm very good if I am, uh, if I'm the alpha of the betas, I kick ass. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But when I'm like, if I'm not the official beta of the alphas, if I'm like anywhere in the C level, I can fucking crumble. You know. But you get me on a stage, and I, you know, like in other words, I let my. If you like my work, and I'm that guy. I'm always good, but if I haven't got to show you what I can do, I get like you know, yeah. I yeah. get all nervousy and shit, you know. So, uh, uh, but it's still, I mean, like it was all good. It was great. It was a fucking awesome experience. Then this is the now. I mean, I have a because I can't go on the road because of the kid. You know, yeah. I couldn't go on the road anyways because the money I could possibly make in L.A. Right? Because I never, I didn't, I didn't forge that road money like I should have. And you were acting in bingo. Movies. That's it. That was I mean, it. Because I was with, I was with Parallel is, Entertainment, the guys that put together the, the, the guys that put together after I left them, of course. 
I've made so many Hollywood mistakes. Um, they created the blue collar chart. They're the guys that you know pushed the blue collar uh. guys. So I was upset because they never used my stand up. But the, and I, I get from a financial standpoint, I get it because it was worth more money for me to be here. Oh yeah, at that time, and I never quite was persistent enough to say, okay, if we were to, I need you to do this. Like you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I need it. You know, yeah. I need to do this. Um, and that's my my fault. They were incredible, good business people, and very. I mean, like I have no. They saw where the money was for you, and but, them, but and, and I'm sure if I would have said no, I need this, they would have done. They it. They would yeah. have done and, it in the long run. They do work for you, technically. Oh, and also no, they they were yeah, and they never they I, I have no. That's one of my. That's probably my biggest. That's my biggest regret because they yes they handled business but they did genuinely care about me as a person. Yep. Right. You know what I'm saying? They really really did. I, Which I, is I, fucking rare especially now. Yes, Here, and looking back and 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 looking in, in retrospect, uh that's a, like one of those things that that's my my uh, that is a mistake I truly made being hubris, cocky, not you know remember I did not grow up with a father or a like no you know you know people like uh I could mention a name but I don't want to mention him because it, he Fucking angers the fuck out of me, but we both know him. <laughs> Brian Irwin. <laughs> but no, but this guy, his his dad knows business. He comes from people who know business. Yeah, and he took that those assets, and he's also a very talented actor too. I mean, I'm not going to lie about that. He's he, he's definitely a talented actor. Uh, but he applied what he learned from uh, he he knows how to deal business. Yeah, if he has to fire you, he will fire you. If he has to ask you for something, he will ask you for something because that's what you do in business. Yep. See, I was never, I didn't learn those tools. You were trying to be a nice human being. And well, no, that, it just I never had anyone to, you know, look, uh, you know. So here's what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Um, we gotta end. We're gonna end it uh, here, but it's okay because I, be, even John doesn't know this. There's a whole nother part of your life story that we haven't even gotten uh, to yet because we, we haven't even gotten to the point that I've even met you at this point. Oh yeah, dude, we we skipped over how Dice discovered me. So. That being said, <laughs> I know I know back, that we yeah. yeah we will definitely have to have you back for the I, I just feel like this is already so captivating for our audience. This is a, yeah. this is the good start. As long as you're willing to come back, oh, I, I feel you. like we have to have a whole nother um, full episode to just make sure that you know we cover all this stuff because I, I mean I knew I even I didn't know all this stuff about you. So even for me, I'm like wow okay this is this has been a yeah. great life journey life story, and I feel like. We've we've landed on this this moment, and what people don't understand is like these moments. There's rises and there's falls. Oh, there's yeah. rises again. So I, I think this is just a good spot to say, yeah, thank you, yeah. and that you are definitely coming back. Oh, so yeah, that when dude, people I, listen to this, they understand that we will well, finish yeah. this story. Yeah. And I wanted to say, and this is only ninety four. I think. <laughs> yeah, but I want to say up to this point, my favorite thing, and I mean I love Steve Martin, I love Dan Aykroyd, uh, but my favorite thing so far is that. You got to hug the girl that played Jenny Piccolo on Happy Days. Oh, like, I yeah. watched the shit Get out of, of Happy Days, days. <laughs> and and that that last era, that last chunk oh, that she was on a yes, lot. Like a lot. they just reran those. I just watched almost all of them, dude. And and I was always like, man, I like that chick. I wonder whatever happened to her, dude. She, you know, what's so funny. She's a really. I I wish like I would have got her. She was very cool. Really, yeah. really. I mean, she she was obviously. I mean, that was a big. Her dad, Phil fucking Silvers, dude. Oh, oh! You watched this? It's funny. We were watching my my when my acting teacher found out I had got that movie, and that I got that part of Doberman. He goes, "I'm going to lend you all my tapes." And you watched the, the whole show. And I watched the whole show. And we're watching, going, 
Oh, man. Wow, that's kind of hacky. Anyway, oh, wait a second. They were the first one to do that. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah, hacky yeah. from that point on, on because they did it first. first. Yeah. And then you look at that cash, like, there's just that cast. I mean, that show was, ran for how many seasons? I think only like three or four. Oh wow! I but no, yeah, no, but it, syndication. But it made just... a huge. It was, but, but it was more what it did because it was like right. it got support from the army, which no, very few did. And right. then uh, you look at that cast. Just the cast had over forty years at that point. At that point of like theater and TV experience, it they're was, firing on all cylinders. Oh my god, dude! He there's an episode where he works. He's there. Uh, they have a, a monkey that's got the rank of a sergeant, and he's up for a court martial. Sure, and he is working off this fucking. I mean, he is literally acting with this monkey. <laughs> And you're like, it's it's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, the monkey wants to be referred to as sergeant because that is the rank that he has, <laughs> sir. You know, and, and he goes, yes. I, and the monkey starts getting upset for it. He goes, no, I understand. I'm trying to take care of it. Just, just be quiet. I'm your attorney. <laughs> and it's just, I mean, like, well, I go, wow, this is some just crazy. You know, so it was a whirlwind. Yeah. And now back to Glendale, California. Well, for now. I got to go check. No, 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 no. It's all good. So are we done? Are we still recording? Yes, we are. Because, uh, oh, no, no, I want it because I want it. I want it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, I mean, n- never to not self-promote. I mean, where can people find you in the meantime? Um, well, where uh, would you prefer people find you in the meantime? Yes, well, you not know, there, physically, but there's uh, always Facebook, Webly, Webly. I mean, uh, there's Facebook. Webbly. I'm actually currently workshopping my new play. Okay. Um, it's hopefully it will be ready to be seen by the end of July. Okay. Um. I haven't officially. Ca- it's it's it basically it's a play where a one man show kind of breaks out in the middle of it. It's, it's a really cool thing I did. It's, it's sort of a, a, a sister piece of my last play called a mixtape, which had Jonathan Lipnicki all grown up in it. Oh, uh, it very good. I, I actually I think I heard of that. I didn't see it. It but was uh, very very. It's honestly I'm very proud of it because like actually. Uh, save it for the next episode. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know save it for the next yeah, episode. Yes, no, it's right. a whole cool thing. It's good a very te- good teaser though. Good it's, teaser. A, it's a really cool thing. But uh, look on Facebook. I do I do show up at Hollenbeck's almost every t- well. Because you know, being a parent, you just in, in my uh, my situation, my kid has a lot of like a, a very busy life because of uh, the the genetics and stuff. Uh, so I don't get to, I don't get up like I used to. I go in and get out. But uh, you can always check on Facebook. I'll tell you what is going to be on the uh, the television that I'm still uh, on in many forms. Uh, but. Uh, well, the Eric Edwards. Uh, there's probably more than one Eric Edwards. So they, to, to, I don't even know the, how to narrow the searches the, on Facebook. No, no, so. no, not the porn Eric Edwards. I'm yeah. number one. Uh, I got EricEdwards.com. I own EricEdwards.com. Do you? Uh, okay. You know. Not EricEdwards.gov. Yeah, no, no, no. Or the football player Eric Edwards, I guess. Uh, we'll we'll have you back in a couple weeks. Oh, yeah, great, for yeah. sure. Thank we'll you work on a schedule. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. So yeah, great, great. Thanks for thanks sharing. Thanks for listening, everyone. Eric, we'll be back in a few weeks. So don't worry. Thank you, Brian. And we haven't got to the five. Thank you for listening to Hollywood Anonymous. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Hollywood Anani. That is short for Hollywood Anonymous. You can also follow John individually at John Huck and myself, Brian Irwin, at Brian Irwin on Twitter as well. Both of us can be found on Facebook. You can also Google us and contact us directly, HollywoodAnonymousGuys at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe 